0: James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, they have sued CNN for defamation. I think they've also already sued Twitter, but we're going to go through these stories. I think James has CNN dead to rights, man. You've got this woman from CNN tweeting out a statement from Twitter and then saying something totally different on TV. I think James can easily prove malice, which means this woman either knew she was lying or had reckless disregard for the truth. Considering she tweeted one thing and said another, how are you going to tell the judge it wasn't, it wasn't actually me. I don't tweet. I don't run my account. Maybe that's true. But either way, it's going to get thrown to Discovery. Her account, she said it. Maybe it was someone else. Great. Now we go to Discovery and you'll publish the proof and you'll be deposed and James will get to question you on camera. It's going to be big. He's going after Jack Dorsey as well. And wow, James O'Keefe may be the most important person right now in the culture war because he's actually, I think he's gonna win these. He has really, he's doing things that people should have done a long time ago. Things that I've said, like, why aren't people doing things like this? Like when Twitter bans you and then says this is why they banned you, it's, if it's not true, sue them. James is doing it. When CNN smears you with lies, you sue them. James is suing them. The New York Times, man. You know, you know, I'm really, I'm really upset with cops because I feel like most of them aren't getting off their asses and doing anything. not standing up for themselves. Many are, don't get me wrong, but too many aren't. So when I see someone like James standing up, I'm like, bravo, good sir. So we'll talk about the decline in media and their pathetic failures, as well as the Oscars. Horrifying failure. Ratings are down 58%. Good. I didn't watch it. I was watching Mortal Kombat, which is an amazing movie, by the way. And uh, we'll go through a bunch of other stuff. Gavin Newsom is getting recalled. Hey, it's a good day, I guess, right? All so
1: day. we're hanging out with Jim Hansen. How's it going, man? Outstanding. Good to be here. You want to just give a little quick introduction for who you are? Who am I? I am Jim Hansen. I'm the author of Winning the Second Civil War Without Firing a Shot, Unless We Have To.
0: Do you hear that 20 former uh, generals in France warned Macron that France is headed
1: towards civil war due to leftist dogma? Who isn't? I mean, that's the thing. Let's have this argument. I was kind of hoping Bernie Sanders would get nominated by the Dems so we could go capitalism versus socialism, freedom versus totalitarianism. So we missed that. But Biden might as well not be there. You know, the woke yeah. crowd is running him like a sock puppet. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to get it anyhow. Let's get that split done. Pick your tribe. Pick the winning tribe because you're not going to like it. <laughs> we also got that 2A thing coming up. Supreme Court has granted a uh, what is that, a writ of cert. Is that yep.
0: what it's called? So we're going to hear an argument on the right to bear arms out of the home. It could be broad, it's,
1: you think? Yeah, I think, this, I think the reason they picked this case and turned down the previous ones is because they can do a broad ruling on this because it's got all the hallmarks. And the amicus briefs from places like Firearm Policy Coalition are devastating to the idea that you can't bear arms outside the home. So this there's is, no question you can. The only question is what restrictions can they put on it? And I think they're going to say very few. There's also the question...
0: I mean did, did did you read the filing from was it the the firearms uh, was it called
1: Firearms Policy Coalition?
0: I was reading their briefing and they were like what about crossing state lines? Yeah. What if you're what if you what if you live in, you know, uh, you know, Indiana want to go to Illinois? Yeah. Supreme Court might just be like, "You know what? Carry around guns, 2A." We'll talk about that. We got Ian, he's chilling. Too. Yes, Ian Crossland
1: over here. Thanks for having me. And and
2: me in the corner, pushing the buttons. I'm doing the camera switches. Very important part of my job.
1: She is the king, queen, emperor, and empress of camera switches. Thank you,
2: Jim. (laughs) I appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. And also, don't forget to go to TimCast.com,
0: become a member, because we're going to have a members-only segment coming up. You just go to the website, TimCast.com, click members-only, sign up, and then in the members area, you'll see a bunch of really great conversations. We talked with Michael Knowles last Friday for like almost an hour, I think, about religion. And it's, um, I think it was a fantastic conversation, so definitely want to check that out. Now let's jump into this uh, this first major story we got from Fox News. James O'Keefe suing CNN following permanent ban from Twitter. Quote, we've, or, it's not a quote, but we've never lost a lawsuit. Project Veritas expects to launch a defamation lawsuit against CNN on Monday. Well, my understanding is that, that they did. But this story from Fox includes a little bit about Twitter. So we will read this first. They say, James O'Keefe is taking action against being permanently banned from Twitter and plans to go after CNN with a defamation lawsuit expected Monday. There are people on Twitter who are impersonating me who still remain on Twitter, he said. I will depose Jack Dorsey under oath and tomorrow I will sue CNN. Project Veritas has already launched a lawsuit against Twitter for defamation in New York after the social media giant removed the founder for exposing CNN for manipulating political events. Twitter claimed O'Keefe was removed from the platform for operating fake accounts, which he denied that's a statement of fact. And I've long said, because we've seen this before, I, I'm pretty sure it was Twitter that uh, Twitter said Milo Yiannopoulos was operating multiple accounts. And when you ask them about it, they say, we, we don't comment on our individual users. And I'm thinking, if that's a false statement, if they're lying, why don't these people who get banned sue Twitter? People don't. There's a good reason why they probably don't. It's really, really expensive. I mean, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, plus, you know, these big corporations, Twitter, they got billions. How do you go up against that? Well, James O'Keefe is, and, and and it would seem very clearly and plainly he's not operating fake accounts, and Twitter lied. Well, now we got the statement from Veritas on CNN. Check this out from ProjectVeritas.com. This is where they get him dead to rights. Project Veritas sues CNN after network host said Project Veritas's ban was a result of misinformation crackdown. If you think defaming us is without consequence, think again. James O'Keefe announced today that Veritas has filed a lawsuit against CNN in Atlanta, Georgia, federal court. CNN anchor Anna Cabrera said Veritas's suspension from Twitter was part of a, quote, much broader crackdown by social media giants on accounts that were promoting misinformation. Project Veritas's Twitter account was, in fact, taken down, but for supposed privacy violations. Even Cabrera previously tweeted that Veritas's ban from Twitter was the result of alleged privacy violations, proving she knew that. What she subsequently reported was false. Cabrera had knowledge of Twitter's original reasoning for banning Veritas before she went on air and acted with malice when she said that the platform was part of a crackdown on those promoting misinformation. CNN's own reporter, Brian Fung, followed up with Twitter and Project Veritas about the ban and reported that the account had been banned for privacy violations a CNN clip that closely resembles the Veritas video used as justification for the ban, has been allowed to remain up on Twitter's platform. The lawsuit comes on the heels of Veritas's historic legal victory against the New York Times, defeating a paper's motion to dismiss in the New York Supreme Court. Veritas is also suing Twitter for defamation and expects discovery and depositions to follow, which will help uncover the truth. It is stunning that the most important action taken... To uncover the truth might just
1: be Veritas suing in their own defense. Good. Like you said, let's fight. I mean, that's the game. <laughs> we've been we've been sitting back on our heels too long and letting these people abuse us. We know they're lying. They lie all the time about whether or not they discriminate against conservatives. They obviously do. Now he's got them dead to rights on a couple of things. And I, I, while deposing Jack Dorsey sounds like fun, I think defenestrating him for defamation <laughs> would be oh. a much better way. Figuratively. Yes.
0: <laughs> it's a great word. Defense straight. I, word. I do yeah. love that word. I'm looking it up. What does it mean? It means to throw out a window. It's a very <sighs> that's a sp- even better word. <laughs> know, but but we word. mean figuratively in the context of a legal conflict. Throw
1: him through a legal loophole. There you right. Go. Oh. Perfect. Perfect. Right. From the second floor of the law library. of Yeah, <laughs> like 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 when, when someone says "throw a book at you," yeah, they don't yeah. mean yeah, literally yeah. do
3: right. it. They mean
0: use yeah. everything against them. But all I do love that word. All growing
3: frame. up, a friend of mine would be like, "I'm gonna throw you out the window." Like when we were playing board games, if I beat him repetitively, that was his answer. I didn't know. Well, well was did you beat him firm.
1: figuratively or literally? I, right, right, right. I beat him figuratively. <laughs> this, is, this is
0: YouTube, so obviously we're talking <laughs> about losses. But but uh, no no here's what I, here, here's what I was saying. Veritas <laughs> means truth. Project Veritas. What do they do? They do undercover reporting. They do investigative work. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is we may get the truth now because of a lawsuit. We may actually have Veritas sue over being defamed and then get these reporters under oath to tell the truth. Well, we knew we weren't
1: going to get truth from CNN. We don't even get news from CNN, and that's in their name. So <laughs> right. the idea that they were going to do that, and they would be forced to. And now you made a good point when we were jaw jacking before the show that Anna Cabrera e- either needs to lie and say she wasn't the one tweeting, or she needs to figure out that, hey, if well, I get busted, CNN's paying it, so why worry about perjury? Well, maybe, maybe it's not a lie, right? So, so Anna Cabrera of CNN tweeted mm-hmm. that
0: it was due to privacy violations, then went on TV and said it was a crackdown on misinformation, which is it? Yeah. And then you were like, she'll just say it wasn't her tweeting. Well, maybe it wasn't her tweeting. Right. Maybe she's got an intern who just tweets random things, you know, that's newsworthy and she doesn't actually pay attention. Yeah. Either way,
1: a judge is going to be like, okay, let's find out. And at some level, those were both on CNN official accounts of some sort. Because her, exactly. her Anna Cabrera account is a CNN account. Yep. So in that case, it's still CNN's responsibility. And at some point, we don't have to care. We can just light the bonfire and dance. Yeah, you know? this is
3: so great because as a journalist, You need to understand the responsibility of on your shoulders to take that mantle of a journalist and to lie or to to be lazy with your journalist is grounds for getting just raped financially. That company can just get devastated financially if it's promoting lies.
1: When has that ever happened, though? Dude, the idea that you can say journalism is telling the truth and all this, I have not seen that happen in the bulk of my adult life. You know when was the when was the media telling the truth? Well, for instance, Walter this- Cronkite lied, and that was like 1960.
3: On this show, if we rep- misrepresent facts or things, the, the stream will get demonetized
1: because you're conservatives, because you're right of center. All right, if you're well, left Ian's of center, you can say whatever you want. Okay, well, you, he's, Ian's here for you to beat with a stick with his good ideas mm-hmm. that I are that jiu-jitsu. are thoughtful. But no, jiu-jitsu. the idea that that the media is going to tell the truth, they never have.
0: But it's 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 it's, it's, it's not about conservatism. I, I, you know, we, I was talking with Michael Knowles, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Look, first of all, I, I really doubt Michael considers me a conservative. Yeah. I'm, i my positions are fairly liberal. The issue is that we know reality. We we agree on objective facts and reality. And you know, I, I look at someone like you know James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, and I'm like, I honestly don't know his politics. I'm assuming he's a conservative because he speaks at conservative events, mm-hmm. but I've never asked him like, what do you think about taxes?" All I know is that he does investigative reporting and he goes against the establishment.
1: Yeah. And then let's make a let's make a clarification here for me. I'll state that I am right of center politically, but I am anti woke is my main goal right now. I am against the idea that wokeness should uh, be the policy of America. And whatever that turns my politics to, I can't see myself voting for a Democrat. Right. Because all of them are, are subsumed by that. So I don't mean to say you're a conservative. You're definitely not. But but I, I'm not making that point. I'm just right. – it's it's a broad way. We need, we need a better word for our team.
0: It's like – Freedom. You know, every, everybody's trying to come up with what the right distinction is, and I don't think there's one.
1: Nah, you that's know,
0: good. I, I think I don't. I don't know if it was you who brought this up before that the second American Civil War would be more like Syria with a bunch of different factions. Ah, there you was go. that you? That
1: wasn't me, but that's a good point.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people think that a civil war would be like the left and the right marching at each other, like you know the American Civil War. And It's like no, no, no like Syria. You have like twenty four different factions of people all fighting each other and the government. Just absolute chaos.
4: That's Chumba Casino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW void we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus
0: And I've heard people say it's the nationalists versus the globalists, and I'm like, nah, no, that's not true because I'm not a staunch nationalist. Right. You know, I'm about individual liberties, freedoms, and I'm, you know, fairly pro America, but not not nearly as many, you know, Trump supporters. Some have said it's authoritarian versus libertarian.
1: That may be That's the, probably that the, the be best it. distinction. That's the one I like. And that's the Ayn Rand distinction. You know yeah. that's producers, looters, and moochers. That is the statists versus the individualists. It could also that's that's you should read that book and however, decide which team you're on.
0: However, you then see the Boogaloo boys standing up. You know, in, I can't remember what city this was. And the Proud Boys walk by and they yell. They they call them statists and a bunch of other slurs. <laughs> right. Bootlicking statists and then slurs. And I thought it was hilarious. That they said that, but the Proud Boys don't view themselves as statists for the most part. No. But they're you know they were pro Trump. So that's more. So there's like. It's, it's kind of weird whatever the factions are. You also have but, like
3: uh, urban and rural because when it comes to the law, they need vastly different laws to function, especially gun
0: laws. It, right, urban versus rural is a huge component. It's mm. the blue cities. So right. this is the crazy thing. I was, I was reading. Uh, I was looking at some polls. They found that even in red states, the city centers are still blue. Yeah. I went to a very, very red state, went to a tiny little town with like 20,000 people, and it was blue. There were, like, Black Lives Matter flags, and I'm like, that's so weird.
3: That is weird.
1: You go five minutes out, and everyone's waving Trump flags. so weird. But it's the permanent bureaucracy. That's where, if you look at the places where the left took over during the time from, like, the Cold War till now, they took over the government, the permanent bureaucracy, they took over academia, and they took over the culture. Well, the culture's not obviously not out in the red states, but the other two are. And that's where they live. They're the teachers' unions and the government. I got to tell you, this is... I look at what's going on, and I'm like, isn't this predictable? (laughs) Collectivists
0: organize and (laughs) defer power to their, you know, the the authorities within their their groups. And individualists are individualists, and it's harder for them to organize. So individualist is another big component, which may just be it's collectivist versus individualist, authoritarian, libertarian. So I might be, you know, personally kind of left libertarian. Recognizing it's much more difficult to be than right libertarian, but you know, that's just where more where my ideas fall. And it's it's about being an individual and respecting individual rights right. to say no, I don't want to participate. I, I choose I choose not to. And then the authoritarians who are like, eh, I'm going to tell you to do what I want, and if you don't do it, to you know, we'll beat you with a stick or something.
1: But there you go. That, let's uh, that's a fine distinction because I think now the what I call the right, my team, is the tolerant team and the woke team. Is the team of dogma and cancel culture and all the rules they have. And you either, you know, they're they're tolerant of everyone who agrees with 100 percent of their dogma. Well, guess what? No. And I'm fine. I would have leftists of any flavor they want in the new sorted America where our tribes are split, you know, statist individualist. You can come over to our side as long as you don't try and make people do stuff. Well, so, so going back to the original story, what do you, what do you think happens if, uh, what do you think happens in this lawsuit? I mean, I, I,
0: I don't, I don't see how CNN wins this.
1: I, I can see how they win it because it's, it's the amount of money and what they have and the system is relatively rigged in favor of, of corporate interests and corporate lawyers in this and the bar's hugely high for well, Mouse. You've got Anna Cabrera saying it on I, Twitter and. This is good. I will say of all the ones I've seen, this one makes me the happiest. This one I might actually go stack the wood for the bonfire. <laughs> In the hopes that good will triumph over evil, because if anybody deserves to get kicked for this, it's CNN.
0: Yeah, I've had people tell me that even though you know Veritas has won that, uh, stopped the motion to dismiss from the New York Times, mm. they still don't think they'll win.
1: Yeah, no, that's a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay, you get to continue with your lost cause lawsuit, but, but they get good. They, they get discovery. Yeah, good, and so all that that that's be, good. You know, but there's got to be something to discover. And you can't unless you get an email from like Dean Backett or whatever his name is saying, um, let's lie about, you know, O'Keefe and Veritas, which doesn't exist because they do that in meetings instead. Right. You know, so hopefully, though, in CNN, because of this, because they've got this bold faced lie to start with that they would dig deeper. You know, those guys are so lost. Good Look at the the video they got of that one, you know, the yeah, technical yeah, yeah. director guy. It shows there is malice. Yep. You know, there is actual malice as a company policy. So I don't know go get him launch the alpaca. It sounds like CNN based on this technical director that
0: they're a political organization. Yeah. I wonder then if, you know, if this even if it's just one guy. So so if those aren't familiar, uh, Veritas got this this technical director from CNN undercover basically saying they wanted to get Trump out. They want to push, you know, uh, climate change stuff and fear and propaganda. I wonder at what point does the government come in and say you're acting as a political, you know, organization, and the things you say are donations? Or I don't think it's po- I don't think it'll happen because things like this never happen.
3: It would happen if they do di- if they diffused with the government's intentions. Like they're they're promoting the COVID death numbers, helped the Biden administration.
0: You know, and he's, that's track. what he was saying. He was saying like we got Trump out. That's what he saying.
1: Well, I don't think there's any question that's what they're doing and have been doing for as long as I can remember. The question is, will anyone have the guts to do something about it? You get a guy like Rick DeSantis in in 2025, right? And he decides to bring in his pipe hitters like Rick Grinnell and some other people and put them in positions and and go ahead and call in the leaders of all these government agencies that you own that work for you and say, you today classify CNN as a 527 or a PAC. Do it. And, And then make them fight you in court. What happened? No, that will be lose. a bunch of First Amendment arguments. Good. Who cares? Let's have that fight that's from d- doing it. That's do true. it first and make them f- – that's what they do to us. Yeah. See, they, they go ahead. Biden had 60-some executive they orders. They guns and then say take us to court. Exactly. Yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah. it to them. Pay think, back
3: some medevac. You think Trump didn't do that because he just just wasn't on his radar?
1: I think Trump did it because the right does not have a bench like the left of people who know how to do that stuff. So what you got to do is exercise your executive authority. You're the commander in chief and chief executive. Bring those executives, bring the leader of every agency who has jurisdiction in and say, tomorrow, you declare CNN a 527 or a PAC, or tell me why you're not going to. And if you're not, pack your shit. Pack your stuff. You're out. But Trump wasn't a fascist. Yeah, isn't that sad? No, I mean, it's a good yeah. thing.
0: It's said the media lied nonstop all day, every day. And Trump actually wasn't sending in the troops. He wasn't he was shutting down the He's a little too
3: laissez-faire, a little too libertarian mm-hmm. for my tastes. Like he, he just you want to be more authoritarian? His 501, I think he should have went for like, what is it? The, the social network law that everyone's freaking uh, out about 230. 230. Like 230. He didn't do anything to, to circumvent the power of these authoritarian uh, corporations.
0: And it's almost to the point of like flaw. Like, like he could have done more. He didn't know. He didn't. He didn't have good people around him, and he didn't get to it, and he should have. And there are people warning him, but uh, there's a
1: lot of problems with the Trump administration that he didn't get things done. Mostly personnel, but, and that's absolutely. why I have faith now. If you take a guy, and I keep saying DeSantis because I like his style now, and he's and he's actually competent. All right, you bring people in, and now it's a generation down. We're past Trump's generation. We're into the Gen X version of of right wing politicians. They are more active right you had the the laissez faire is a great way to put it you know they're they're not doing things we're under attack by the left fight back first and make them counterattack and then let's have the fight on our turf it's
0: it's, it's the libertarian there's too many yeah. of them and not big L but you know they're just like i'm not going to lie cheat and steal right and so if you don't uh, what what did jordan peterson say if you are he said something to the effect of if you are not capable of cruelty then you will be a victim to those who are yeah. and it's true and it's it. I, I don't think it's an endorsement to be a cruel person. No. It just means you got to be careful of the cruel people who will who will manipulate. Do you want to
1: win, or do you want to lose and pretend you stood on the moral high ground while the, the United States becomes a totalitarian state? Well, the issue I'll is fight.
0: The, sh- sure, sure. But the issue is they cheat. Okay. So it's one thing to fight; it's another thing to okay. cheat. And if you start cheating, then you're, this, you're you're promoting the same system they do of manipulation and deception. Their argument is the ends justify the means. Oh, once we win, then we get what we want. No, once you win power, you have to keep using the disgusting tactics that you use to get it, to keep it. And so if 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 we stoop to that level, then we just are in the mud with them, and we're not actually making a better system at all.
3: Problem. One thing I have a problem with is when an enemy cheats. If they're if you don't know they're cheating, and then you try and cheat to defeat them, then you you look like the bad guy because it's obvious that you're cheating, and like. So you have to either be equally as deceptive, which I don't, I don't justify. I don't like that, although maybe there's a time and a place for it.
2: So in this regard, and you guys are welcome to disagree with me, this is something that I've been thinking. I kind of think that conservatism contains the seeds of its own destruction because <laughs> we will not play by their rules. and We will allow them to walk all over us because we think that we're doing the right thing. I think this is intrinsically weakening. I see this as being a big flaw and I want to do the right thing and I want to uphold these good principles. But at the same time, it's like, how do we properly fight back and really make it happen?
1: It's tough. Go it's up to easy. the line, dangle your feet over the edge, lean forward and punch somebody in the face figuratively mm-hmm. using as much of the rules as are available. Right now, our people have been 10 steps back because yeah, they're true. like, oh, we don't want to get in the muck. Get in the muck. The get muck. dirty. All right? so, so, Don't break the law. Don't knowingly break the law. Do every single thing you can to game the system. And we don't want to do that because we want the moral high ground, mm. which doesn't exist.
0: But it's, it's, it's not just that. It's uh, do you want to live in a society where people are honest and respecting your rights? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be in a society where people just game the system
1: to gain power? If you don't win this fight, we're not going to have any rights to keep. Yep. So if you don't, we won't push it to the limit now to keep the republic. Then guess what? We can go well, back and, and get nicer about it after we at least fight them to detente. It seems like there's there's I, I don't see I don't see a solution. I see
0: mm-hmm. I see uh, use the tactics that defy the the the
1: ethics, the morals, and 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 you know the goals that we desire, or watch them do it. Okay, I'll give you I'll give an example that I really like that's happening right now. That's part of the whole winning the second civil war concept. Federalism works. What's happening in Montana, Arizona, Oklahoma, and Texas? They're Second Amendment sanctuary states or in the process of it. They say if you pass a garbage law, our state will not enforce it. Now, then we get into an argument about preemption and those kind of things. But let's put those markers down. Did you see in Ohio when the ATF
0: guy got arrested? No. So an ATF guy goes to this woman's house. Apparently, she bought a shotgun and he was doing a checkup. And she calls the cops because this guy's banging on her door. And she's like, I don't know who he is. He's wearing like a polo. Well, so this is a ridiculous video. It's from it's from uh, uh, last July, and the cops come out and he's, this guy's got a gun. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Don't move! And he goes, Let me get my ID. And they're like, Stop! So they draw their guns because he like you know his, his hands go into his waist. Right. They end up putting him on the ground. They end up arresting him. He's screaming, I can't breathe. They try to put him <laughs> in the squad car. He won't get in. Just like George Floyd <laughs> uses his head to resist, and he won't get in the car. He's like, I got a medical condition. I can't breathe. He ends up, you know, I guess he's suing. But uh, I think it was Ohio that said if the ATF tries to come in and enforce it, their cops will arrest them for violating state law. Yeah, know, and now, there's I, an I, argument. This wasn't this case wasn't that. It was mm-hmm. this guy. They didn't know who he was. Right. And then when they arrested him, they're like, he's actually got a badge. He might be a cop. And they're like, well, he shouldn't have resisted. Yeah. And like, I'm like, I'm watching this. Like, why did he resist? Yeah. Why didn't he just put his hands up, cuff, he's like, no. and then just say, I'm sorry, officers, I'm a federal agent. They would have checked his pocket, and be like, sorry about that, buddy, and uncuffed him. Instead, he resists and fights him. Well, let's go back to the media because we have this other story I really want to talk about the oscars oh. from variety tv ratings oscars plummet to record low down 58% compared to last year this is this is, this is there's, there's some bad to this there is but let's let's talk about it they say per nielsen live same day preliminary national numbers an average of 9.85 million viewers tuned in Sunday evening to watch a more intimate and stripped down version that's da- that's a 58.3% million viewer dropped from last year. (laughs) 13.75 million people. Wow. Now, get well, go broke. Hmm? You want to make this garbage content and keep pushing your incessant pandering? People aren't going to want to watch it. The negative is that we have no cohesive culture we're unified around. We're not all being like, we love the Super Bowl, we love watching the Oscars, because it's become hyper-partisan
1: and fractured. OK, and good, because here's the thing, our, our unifying factors before we did have like the Super Bowl and some things that would draw both sides together and we could get around. There is nothing left that can do that. And I think that's a good thing for the short term. I think we need to tribalize and go ahead and say we will not patronize your woke lecture session. You know, it's a struggle session. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. it's a Chinese communist struggle session where everyone goes on and admits their wrongs and wears the hair shirt and flagellates themselves. Who wants to watch that if you're not a cult member? So right. now if we opt out and we being the anti-woke crowd, whatever we determine ourselves to be, it's a big tent. You know, I'm a big anti-woke tent guy. So if as long as you're not hassling me, you're welcome in my tent. It's, Don't well,
0: patronize them. This is the craziest thing about, you know, when I sit down with, many conservatives because leftists are worried about getting canceled mm-hmm. they they will bend the knee to the cult even if even even anti-woke left there are many anti-woke leftists like they're very socialist but mm-hmm. they don't like the cult they don't want to come on because they're like I'll get canceled right and so so I end up talking to conservatives where on any like policy issue we will have a debate mm-hmm. but when it comes to the core elements of what's happening in this country right now we agree there's a, the, You know what I think it is? Because we, we talked a lot about religion with Michael Knowles. We've talked about this with many other people. It's a Judeo-Christian moral framework mm-hmm. versus a might-makes-right fascistic moral An Anglo-Saxon
1: framework. Anglo-Saxon legal background. <laughs> Did
0: well, you s- see that? Well, so, so, our, our, so conservatives and liberals in the United States share the same moral framework, mm-hmm. even if atheist liberals don't want to accept it. Right. Like the, uh, the Fifth Amendment it is rooted very much so in Blackstone's formulation, rooted very much so from the Bible, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. So when you have liberals who are atheists still agreeing with the right to a speedy trial, innocent until proven guilty, it's like this is a moral framework built upon religion. Now, you may have removed many of those components or things you didn't like about it. I respect that. But there's still that similar moral framework. The woke operate on a fascistic moral framework of Mm -hmm. might makes right. There is no truth but power. So that's the divide right now. So I can disagree with you know Ben Shapiro on tax policy, but we agree on – morality for the most to, to, to varying for, for the most part i say there's, there's probably a lot of issues we disagree on mm-hmm. but if it comes from like a libertarian or a classically liberal american framework then we're all basically getting along be it disagreeing on political issues and then cracking a beer and having some pizza or whatever
1: agreeing to disagree right which is no longer possible with the woke left all right they they're they they do not even believe it because they believe that our system our side of the fence is evil and dangerous killing the planet killing people and all of these things so they have you know because it is a secular religion to them it is it is inherent on them to fight and and take us out and so they can't agree to disagree it's not possible in their moral framework anymore because silence is violence I don't I I think
0: most of these I I think maybe to the the priests of the woke uh, the woke religion but I think most people who follow this are more like blind zealots they don't actually know or care what the rules are they just know that it's like they turn on the TV and everyone's, you know, b- bumping shoulders or elbows saying the same thing. Oh, and uh-huh, there, there are know. no rules. And
1: that's just it. So exactly. you, you can't know what the rules are, but they know they're scared. And so what they're doing is they're looking around and they're trying to anticipate what they shouldn't be doing next. So
0: I I, I look at, uh, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, for instance. He goes out on the street in, in Hollywood and he asks questions of people and they give him really dumb answers and he makes fun of them. <laughs> I know there's a lot of conservatives who do that to leftists. They'll go to leftists and ask them questions, get dumb answers, and the and the left does it to right. They'll find right wingers and get dumb answers, and there are a lot of. It, it's really easy to do if, if, with enough editing,
1: because people I, are stupid. I mean, because, that's the main problem. Well, because there's a
0: lot of people are stupid. <laughs> right but he, for sure. People on average are average. There you go. But if you go out for ten hours and you ask, you know, a hundred people, you're going to find a decent amount of dumb, an, an an average amount of average, and a decent amount of smart. Then you edit out all the smart and average people and get only the dumb people and you make it look. But, but I will tell you, man, I've done so many interviews with people on the left and I've talked to many of my friends on the left and they don't pay attention. I talk to my average friends who are either like leftists, like legit Bernie leftist types. They pay attention. They're active. Right. I think they're missing a lot of information. And then, and then I talk to the average, you know, center right or right wing person and they're politically active. They may get things wrong, but they are reading more news than the average person. You talk to like the average liberal, my friends, I talk to them and they'll say things like, you know, I was talking to my friend and we were talking about something with like, you know, woke in Hollywood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you got to admit, you know, white people are kind of bad. And I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, you know, and I'm like, I don't like, what does that mean? I don't, I don't, I don't understand what that means. I grew up in a mixed race area. So I don't mm-hmm. know, like you're from the white suburbs. What does that mean? And they couldn't give me an answer. It's just something they heard someone say somewhere. So they just repeat it and that's it. It's performative virtue
1: signaling. And, And they want to do that because right now there's only two things that get you. One is wearing the hair shirt and saying that I'm bad because of my skin color. And the other one is going ahead and allowing them to put you in your place. And they don't want to they don't want to get caught, but they're not informed as to why this actually is. So they can't, to your point, make a coherent case for why they suck. Well, they just They just think. know they suck. They
0: just think if they say that, the other person blindly agrees. Right. right. That's the talking point. That's what okay. the TV told me to say. You're supposed and supposed so your head. When someone just goes, what does that mean? It, it, it reminds me of that moment with, uh, with Joe Rogan and Barry Weiss. Did you ever see that? I'm not sure. So Barry Weiss was a New York Times, I think she was an opinion writer. She goes on, on Joe Rogan's show and Joe Rogan mentions that he likes Tulsi Gabbard and Barry says, oh, she's such a toady for Assad. And then Joe just goes, toady, what does that mean? And Barry says, uh, uh, do I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> she didn't know. So the video goes viral and Jimmy Dore makes a video and he's like, look at this. And like, I think Barry's pretty cool. But that was one of those moments where you got to know what you're talking about. Otherwise, right. you're going to get called out. So some people, you know, she's pro- she was working at the New York Times. Right. How much you want to bet she's in the New York Times newsroom, which we know is woke, and someone said that, and she goes, yeah, I know, right? And then she says it, and someone goes, yeah, I know, right? None of them actually know <laughs> what that means. Like I guess it meant sycophant, but she, like, couldn't even spell the word. I'm not trying to be mean, like, you know, but if you, a, if you go on a show like Joe Rogan, and you say something, back it up. Right. Otherwise, I'd have just been like, you know what? You got me. I shouldn't even said that.
1: Well, or that just, dumb. you know, so if you don't know that that means he's bad, why did you even go there? You know, because it's the only lick yeah. they had on Tulsi. I mean, I, I a like a lot Assad. of the things she says. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's a, a Democrat, and she's an odd kind of Democrat, which I can respect. She's a Republican now. She probably is a Republican, yeah. but she's on that side of the fence still. But, yeah, she was she was wrong about some things she said about Assad. He's a, he's a horrible tyrant, and she apologized for him. And don't do that. But, like you said, no, you're doing it. Don't just repeat the latest thing that everyone's saying know what your criticism is yeah. instead it's like people just blindly repeat the. but they're, they're they reading from, from the their... woke prayer book right all right which is what it is treat, treat it like a religion and it makes things so much simpler it's 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 remarkable it's like a lack of responsibility and
0: it's right. funny because it falls into you know republicans like to say personal responsibility a lot well i'd imagine if you believe in personal responsibility you're probably going to be responsible for your information <laughs> gathering more so than someone who doesn't yep someone <clears throat> who thinks the collective will take care of me opens up the New York Times and says,
1: Must be true, New York Times said it, put the phone away. And I wish more people on the right or the individualist side, our team, would check their sources. Because there is so much garbage and static and, and worthless <clears throat> information that gets passed around by people I like. And I'm like, What what it takes ten seconds. Click the link. Right. You know I mean so so click the, even Twitter's telling you, Do you want to read this article? Read the article before you you, tweet, you
0: retweet it. Easiest way to put it is that on the right a failure to collect proper information tends to be the exception Mm -hmm. and on the left it tends to be the rule. So the reason I say tends to is that I think there are a lot of people on the right who get it wrong a lot of the time but is it 45% of the time versus 55% of the time they get it right versus the left which is the other way around? Right. So I look at a lot of conservatives. I I remember watching this one video where journalists went down to actually it was uh, there was like a YouTuber who goes down to like his Trump event ask people questions and you get a lot of like half cocked answers mm-hmm. where they you know they read more than just the article but they didn't quite understand it fully yeah. mm-hmm. so they'll say a few things and then hit a roadblock and be like that's the extent of which i can argue this and sometimes you look dumb because of it but you look at like you know my favorite is the amy horowitz video where he asks the kids at berkeley about voter id being racist have you seen that one <laughs> and they're like they're saying the most insane things ever or actually stephen crowder just did a change my mind on voter he says you know uh, not having voter id is racist he sits down with these
1: people and they can't even explain their ideas. They want to, but they can't. Well, and they end up making the point that what they have is the soft bigotry of low expectations. You know, you don't believe that black people have either agency or the ability to act as normal American citizens. How racist is that? Well, I you, think did, they do. Do you see what? I think, I think Candace Owens said this yeah.
0: that it's, it's because black conservatives act like equals. Right, it's really interesting when you have these these college students i don't want i don't want to rehash that more about the media and 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 the lack of understanding, but when you look at these liberals and they believe the things they just saw on t v mm-hmm. it's remarkably racist. Think about this. You get this young woman in this Ami Horowitz video and she says these things about black people, which are ridiculous and untrue. She's saying overtly racist things disparaging an entire race of people because c n n said it. Mm-hmm. That's horrifying. Yeah, that's the, the cult in action.
3: Basically, if your leader says something and you believe convincingly, uh-huh. you believe it, you agree with it, and then you repeat it, and someone challenges you, your leader will be there for you to re- get in, in front of you and rebuff it for you. But in this case, the leader's not there to back you up. So you hear it on TV. You assume that someone's going to protect you in defense. But there's no logical pathway, right? No, so it's just blind I, faith.
0: I was in San Bernardino. Devotion. I was in San Bernardino during a protest. There was Trump supporters and there was like Antifa. And I was walking back and forth asking people like, yo, what's up? What are you doing? Trump reporters all say, you know, here for Trump, you know, America first, yada, yada. I walk across the street and I see a group of Antifa and I was like, hey, would, would any of you want to mic check, mic check, mic check? <laughs> they all start chanting. And then I'm like, I stop. And then they stop. And I was like, I'm just wondering. And the woman goes, do not, do not answer any, answer any questions <laughs> from, questions from journalists. And then I'm like, what is happening? She basically starts telling them that journalists will ask them questions to confuse them. If you got a group of people that will hear an external thought and just start
1: mindlessly chanting, that's a cult. That's definitely a cult. And the, the thing, the reason that they get in trouble when they get singled out from the flock is normally they've got those people to protect them, yep. right? To either one person knows another point. So if you've got a dozen leftists, well, maybe one person knows one more additional piece of information, but collectively none of them or individually, none of them can make that coherent point. So right. they have to flock together. And I, I'd rather... That's, again, individualist versus statist. They're used to being force-fed information and just ingesting it and regurgitating it. It's amazing. And they're happy that way. See they don't it. want to think about it. They want to feel. It, does it make me feel good? Is this the right thought to feel? I just want to fit oh, in. Yeah. So exactly. I, I, tweet,
0: I, I tweeted oh, I tweeted this like a couple weeks ago. Two plus two equals seven. And then I replied to the tweet. I'm just trying to fit in. Like, that's the joke. <laughs> When they said two plus two equals five, a bunch of leftists are like, actually, I do understand why two plus two could equal five. And it's like they weren't arguing language. The left was literally arguing that mathematically you could argue math. It's like, no, you can't argue math. Make the formula work. It's like code. You can't argue with your computer. Actually, I think the code
1: I put in should work because this word actually means the computer is going to be like error. But you can change outcome. And that's what wokeness does. Equity is their ability to say, okay, you can't do math, but what you did was a math-like operation. Therefore, we're going to give you credit for having mathed, and we're going to pass you to the next (laughs) level of math-like teaching. And now you don't know anything. You didn't learn anything that's useful, but you got told you did. And that's the whole concept they're doing now and saying, again, another racist concept. Black people can't be taught math the same way as white people. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure they can. Or you're some sort of eugenicist racist, where you believe there are actual physical differences, and somehow they're not capable. I'm, I don't. I neither don't, of those is a good look for the left. Isn't
0: it weird how Democrats have always been the racist party, and they remain that that way? I mean, it's and kinda- they
1: project. That's why, because that's why they're so mad about it is because they're scared. When white liberals walk down the street, they're scared of black people. All right. When I walk down the street, I'm well, scared of black people well, hold- who are bigger than me. But not most of them, you know, not because well, they're black. Right. When you're on the street,
0: you're worried about anybody.
1: Who's who, bigger or dangerous.
0: I'm, you know, honestly,
1: I'm not, you know why? I'm not worried about anybody.
0: I've, I've actually been mugged once. But for the same reason, when I'm crossing the street, I don't expect to get hit by a car. It's just people don't want to hurt other people for the most part. And the odds are against it. And did you, but, did you know Robin D'Angelo, who did. wrote that book, White Fragility, actually said... Wait, I think I think it was her. correct me if I'm wrong that when she goes to parties full of black people she's uncomfortable mm-hmm. around them. Gypsy the expert. Oh,
1: because I wrote the myth of white fragility. She, and right, right.
0: she said yeah. that right. Yeah, and she what like, she believes. Let me just let me just say something. <laughs> like if you're taking your cues from a woman who admits to you she's a racist mm-hmm. and does it and is uncomfortable around black people, maybe you are following a racist. I, this is the weirdest thing to me. I've been to so many parties in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There have been a bunch of times where me and my friends are like we're going to a party. Where at? And it's like on the South Side somewhere. We show up and it's like you know fifty black people, and it never crosses our mind. We show up, we're like, hey, we're like high fiving people. We're like, dude, where's the cups? It, it, it's it's an, it's I can't I
1: can't fathom this. Well, but her whole ideology revolves around the fact that she's a racist, and so are you. And so what? And that's the entire woke concept: is white liberal guilt says I feel this way, I project it onto you. Therefore, you and do. Therefore, you must in order to validate the fact that I'm not just a horrible, weak, disgusting well, person. Maybe she's right. She and might be.
0: these, there was a video where this guy is like doing a TikTok, and he's a, he's just like gleefully saying that he's racist. Like he's like, hey, listen, I'm I'm not gonna actually say it, but he says he's racist. And he's like, "There. I said it. Why is it so hard just admit it?" And I'm like, "Okay, you're a racist." <laughs>
1: right? Okay. You I'm have not more trouble with that. And that, but that's the difference because like you said, we treat black people like people, not black people. They treat them like black people and they have to have them be black. That's why they had to invert Martin Luther King's concept. It can't right. be just content of your character. We have to focus on the color first. Otherwise, we're not doing anti-racism. It was, uh, I think Lauren Southern said this, that uh, the Chauvin verdict
0: was, it was a serious blow to the Black Lives Matter movement because they got their verdict. I okay. mean, so I, I didn't listen to her full argument. I just saw it passively mentioned by one of my friends. I'm like, hey, look what she was saying. And I, and I thought about it, and I'm like, I, I don't know exactly what her idea was, but the general idea that the Chauvin verdict is bad for them, it's true. They need the victim narrative. They need to claim the system opposes them, but they just handed you,
1: like, guilty on all counts across the board. It did two things. It, it hurt the victim thing, but that won't matter because they'll keep running with that because systemic racism. But what it also proved is that domestic terrorism works and they got the verdict they wanted because every single potential juror, what did they say? I'm scared the mob's going to come to my house. Well, I don't think every juror said it.
0: Every we, I, th- I thought every one. We, we had a few people during the the jury selection where mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, I'm worried about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we had the one alternate who came out and said, I didn't want to go through riots and destruction again. And I was worried they'd show up to my house in retaliation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she ain't talking about Trump supporters. No. Ain't no Trump supporters rioting and showing up people's houses to do that. Right. All right. You want to talk about the Capitol? Sure. That's the seat of politics. It was a bad thing. But in terms of... afternoon. The, right. In <laughs> terms of the past year not Trump supporters.
1: Right. And the idea for for Black Lives Matter, they now have learned over the course of last year's insurrection and this year's insurrection that if they threaten violence, they get what they want. They're tweeting that. They're bragging about it. That's the definition of domestic terrorism. And so it's time, you know, when we get get, the reins of power again. The FBI said that there's no evidence (laughs) and
0: that it's white supremacy. It's the real threat. So, you know, these people can romp around and do whatever they want. No one seems to care. But I wonder if there's going to be a backlash.
1: Oh, there, there's a backlash brewing, because one of two things is going to happen. Law and order is going to be reasserted, you know, and we'll have one standard for all Americans, like, the, what is the 14th Amendment? I suck at amendments. 14th. Okay, thank Equality you. Equality under the law. Yeah, and that has to be true, and right now it's not, all right? There are two tiers of justice, and they won. Like you said, Black Lives Matter won, but that's not going to stop their victim mentality because systemic racism says that the entire system has to change, not just win one victory. They're winning due to domestic terrorism, not because they've overturned the system and replaced it with equity. And that's because they there's
0: no one, uh, no one to stop it. There's no law enforcement agency. There's no military. There's no police. And this is why, uh, you know, I, I've been saying, you know, screw it. Abolish the police. I, I, le- I, I left the city because we saw the riots getting worse. I had a good local suburban police department. They were, they were cool dudes. They mm-hmm. helped me out when I had problems. They were at my house in, in, in a moment's notice. Those guys are all right. In the city proper, they couldn't handle anything. I mean, the, the, w- the cops are better at locking up conservatives who didn't wear masks than they were the rioters. <laughs> yeah. because, because the DAs, for the most part. So I look at it now, and I'm thinking, you've got, right now, Ted Wheeler in Portland. Mm -hmm. saying, please help us unmask these anarchists, these these people. And it's like, bro, you were supporting these people last year. You were out standing side by side with them complaining about Trump while they were throwing firebombs. You come out now and say, now you're trying to stop them. Okay. He exploited the anger against police while the the, the city was on fire. Mm -hmm. Okay, while buildings in the city were on fire. I know the fact checkers are going to be like, that's not true. The city didn't burn to the ground. (laughs) And now he's coming out and saying, I need your help to stop them.
1: He's got mugshots out of when they arrested him last year and let him go. That's right. We just put so, the mugshots out. So these cops.
0: Here's what. I, here's what I'm angry about. So you mean to tell me that you're a cop in Portland and the police, the, the mayor throws you under the bus, and then he uses you and the anger against you to get ele- to get reelected, and mm. then after he gets reelected, he says, "Okay, now I want to arrest him," and and these cops are like, "That sounds good. I'll keep licking his feet." Like, at what point do you stand up for yourself? At what point do you, as an officer, live on your feet? Because right now, I'll tell you this: every single police officer in Portland is a groveling, sniveling little weasel sucking up to Ted Wheeler, yeah. the police or, commissioner. Or they and agree mayor.
1: with the the left yeah. enough that they don't care. And, yep. and here's the nice thing, though. Okay, here's here's my solution to that. I'm I'm the Mister Solution man. But let's do the great sort and let's have blue state and red state policing. If they want to have gutless weasel policing in the cities and not arrest people or let them go and do those kind of things. Or and arrest want, gym owners. Okay, yeah, and, and do that. Then let's have the gym owners leave, and let's take the cops who have, you know, enough intestinal fortitude to say, I'm not going to put up with that and lick the boots, and let's have them move to the red states, and they'll be our cops. Yeah. I'll hire those guys in a heartbeat. The cops that aren't willing to stand up for... Move to Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, Montana, and let's start the sort. It's the great sort into our tribes. Let's do the Federalist thing and and move to where people share your values. And one of my values is don't break the law and steal my stuff or hurt me. I'm like, look, if you want to live in Portland,
0: do so with my blessing. You want to live in Minneapolis? By all means, your choice. You want to live in New York? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when they come and burn your house down, and then the cops arrest you because you weren't wearing a mask when you fled your home, what do you want me to do about it? I'll laugh and as I'm watching it on
1: TV from my
0: house in Red State, America. You're gonna like, they're gonna throw a Molotov at your house, and the cops are gonna be like, peaceful protest. You're gonna start,
1: run out of your house, where's your mask? <laughs> you got a vaccine passport? No, but let's, that, that's good. See, that's, I, it's the idea that things had to get worse so people would pay attention. So now we got the normal people have been affected by this, and the normals were sitting, you know, doing their stuff. I think a lot more have. sure every day. Not enough, right? But every time they do something crazy, it takes one more person who says, that's ridiculous. Yeah, but the issue is
0: while this is going on, right? Here's what happens. The cops in a city like Minneapolis or in the surrounding areas mm-hmm. – do something and then these people who are watching an escalation in crime and violence are blaming the police still they're like why aren't the police doing their job and then the cop shows up and there's a woman with a knife about to stab another woman so the cop saves the one woman they go why did the cop do
1: his job but okay there's no answer so don't don't work for them right let's do it yeah that's the answer and that's if you're a cop with enough you know self-respect
4: 18 plus
1: to go ahead and say i will not let someone treat me like that I, I also wonder why it is
0: that so many conservatives even bothered with fighting the abolish the police thing in the first place yeah. you don't live in those cities Right. Let they voted run. for look so so when when the when the leftists are like stop and frisk is racist and must be stopped i'm right. like i live in new york <laughs> not my problem i didn't I, you know you voted you voted for the for the democrats and they appointed these people mm-hmm. and now you've got this policies from the police department you should probably stop voting for these people or vote for somebody else. I don't know who you should vote for. I'm not saying because they've had Republican and independent mayors as well. But uh, first of all, okay, stopping first is bad. I lived in New York for some time. Uh, I don't live there now. So why should I care if someone who lives in New York votes to get rid of their own police department? Help why, why should I impose my will on a city I don't live in?
1: Let's yeah, stop federal things. funding of police departments that do stupid stuff. Trump tried to do something like that when Portland and Seattle were, where he was going to stop federal funding. Going to cities that allowed Chaz Chop type, you know, insurrections to happen and did nothing about it. Let's make that the Absolutely. standard. Absolutely, don't and give him a dime what? of my money.
0: I'm, I'm actually at this point. I'm kind of like, the, if the left doesn't want cops in these major cities, I agree. Now um, I, here's I'm something down, I, think, I support them.
1: I think most of the people there do though, because if you go uh, and up, look up, at up, a up, poll.
0: Up, up are they standing up going outside and saying no 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 are they voting for not voting for democrats they're voting they're voting for kamala harris Mm -hmm. and they're not standing up publicly for the police nah they can say whatever they want to pollsters i know what they really want
1: well they're showing it
0: i'm I'm actually i've been thinking a lot about this and i'm like you know what man when i lived in the philly area i was obviously in support of the police why because they helped me out the local cops i had we were it was a philly suburb they were good dudes I went in there one day, and I was like, you know, I was trying to... I think I was getting my, my firearms license, and I talked to the cop for a little bit. He's an awesome guy. We talked about it. We agreed. And it was it was, it was a couple blocks away from my house. That kind of policing, that's what AOC said was a good thing. Right. She was like good suburban policing, not like these urban centers. So at this point, I'm kind of like, you know what? Right on. I left. I don't live in these areas anymore. I'm not going to impose my will on you. If you live there, and you're vocal, and you say you don't want cops...
1: Dude, get rid of your cops with my blessing. And, and the criminals will obviously stop criming once you stop yes. police, oh, the no, police I, from no. policing, right? I, I mean, crime will... I think crime will yes. get substantially worse. Massively. However, is it my choice? I don't no. live there. No, and it's not your problem. And let right. that happen. I love the idea. I, know I, I can get behind defund the police in your own city. Exactly. I, I will vote for a, an increase to hire the good <laughs> officers, give them a promotion, and bring them to my area. Exactly. because And the other thing is my neighborhood doesn't have a lot of crime so we really don't have to spend that much so why is there crime it's not if the police didn't bring the crime the Mi- crime was there minneapolis a major urban metro mm-hmm. wants to get rid of their cops
0: i think they should do it i do uh i don't live there i know there are a lot of people who live there who want police but i'm sorry like the way the system works is we all vote for our representatives they go to to the seat of you know government and they they represent us if your your city is 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 dominated by people who don't want cops I'm sorry, man. Do you have the right to be like, well, we should have cops anyway? Or should you, should you respect the will of the people who want to live in crime infested, you know, gang territory?
1: And we can shoot, it's like, choice, like Escape from Minneapolis and all these follow ons for Escape no, but, from but, New York.
0: But listen, I think a lot of conservatives make the mistake of assuming these people actually want police. And it, it's, it's the craziest thing to me because, you know, I talked about this last week. You had the story of the woman in New York City runs up to the other woman, puts a bullet in her head, right? Mm hmm. No national story, no no protests, no riots. Why? Stop assuming
1: they actually want police to stop this. They don't care. Hmm. I wonder. I, I wonder if it's that or if they're cowed into submission. Because there's an element of if you've lived under those circumstances, you're essentially an enemy occupied territory. You know, the gangs, the criminals, the bad guys are a lot scarier, but when cops aren't there that often. Where's the often where, where,
0: where's the where's the Black Lives Matter activist to stage a protest? <laughs> I'm not saying they have to. And I'm not trying to play this game of, like, they clearly don't care about, you know, they only support. No, no, no. I'm saying if 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 they don't come out and say this is something we care about, want solved, I'm not going to assume they do. And I think a lot of conservatives look at this. They're like, clearly people would prefer to live the way we live. And I'm like, nah,
1: maybe they like the violence in the right. Re- I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Well, and I, I don't think the Black Lives Matter people have any interest at all in fixing that. That's not their game. Their game is in gaining power. So they use, you know, black... Oppression under the police as a grievance to gain power and distribute it and be and the, ones, so, are the ones who do that. So they're not going to fix that. That doesn't
0: help them. According to Gallup, something like 80% of people in black neighborhoods want more cops. Or, or they want the same level and then like 26 said even more. Hmm? But I'm like, listen, if you tell me you want cops and then do literally nothing, first of all, you can tell me you want something, but if you don't do anything to get it, I don't believe you. Yeah. I've said this for a long time. Action, speak louder than words. I've had so many people say to me, like, Tim, I would love to do what you do. I remember when I was traveling around the world and a bunch of young people say, Tim, I want to go to Ukraine and Venezuela and report on news too. How do I do it? And I'm like, buy a plane ticket and just go. And they go, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And I'm well, like, well, then you don't want to. Because if you then, did, you'd do it. I had so many friends who are like, I want to go to uh, you know Egypt. And they just buy a plane ticket and go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because they wanted to. But so many people say they want something, and they don't really mean it. So these people who are like, yeah, I want war cops, will you stand up and just say those words on your porch in order to make it happen?
1: No, nah, it's too much work. So then, you don't then you're it. back to the idea, is there an advantage to cruelty or, honestly, pragmatism as a policy for the side that opposes that? And you're kind of saying, yes, and I agree with you. Let them suffer the consequences of their own choices or lack of oh, action. Wait, 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 Why do you say suffer? All right, because they're, by an objective standard, they may not feel they're suffering enough to change it, but they are, in my opinion, somewhat objectively suffering from the the ravages of crime. So that's exactly it, right? Imagine this: you 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 want to you,
0: you want the right to keep and bear arms, right? Sure. You would like to have the right to defend your own home. Should the police, or I'm, I'm sorry, should someone break in your house, you want to be able to defend your property and yourself?
1: Yeah, I, and, I have that
0: right, and not right. We do. We all have it. The leftists are saying, these, 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 these people are crazy. We're trying to help you. What is wrong with you? There's gun violence. We are helping you. How many times have I heard it from leftists where they're like, why don't you accept our government health care? We're literally just trying to help you. And you're like, cause I don't want to live that way. So I looked at these cities and they're like, abolish the police. And I'm like, yeah, it's your, your city, not mine. And it's good. They, I don't want to live like federalism. you. You don't got to live like me.
1: Federalism says you do what you want, you know, gather your tribe. Live how you want. And guess what? You get the consequences of your own actions. If you do, if you gather with good people who don't commit crimes, who want to live and prosper, guess what? You get prosperity. You get security. And good. Let's do that. And I think the people who who live in
0: Minneapolis right now who are of the mind that police are good Mm -hmm. and they won't do anything about it, maybe because they'll get fired. Maybe they're scared of retaliation. And I'll tell you this. If that's true. You value your current position more than you value the than you feel threatened. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's very simple. If you were if your house is on fire and you felt like you were going to die, you'd run out of your house into the street with nowhere to go because it's better than being in a burning building. If you're in a house is on fire, but it's like a small kitchen fire in a pan, you'd be like, eh, it's, it's no big deal, someone will put it out, it's fine. That's where they're at right now in Minneapolis. They don't realize what's happening and they don't care. They're like, "Eh, someone'll deal with it. I'm fine here." Well, they're throwing water
1: though. on a grease fire is what they're doing, sure. you know, and that's going to blow up in their face. But, but, and again, so here we don't have to care.
0: Right, exactly. So here's what it is. Right. There's a grease fire. Somebody's sitting in the living room and they're like, "Ah, eh, they're putting it out, but they're throwing water on it." Right. And and, and we're saying like, "Dude, it's a grease fire. They're throwing water <laughs> on it. Get out of the house <laughs> now." Bad and they're like, "No, I might. They're like, "I'll, no, I'll, 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 I'll be I, over here." I know the fire's bad, but it's just I'm in my pajamas. Am I going to go outside? It's, it's like cold out. Am I? Might. Well, eventually the fire will get bad enough where they'll have no choice to leave. And, you know, maybe that's when people will really move. But what I, what I really see when I see this is that the cops who don't quit, it's because they feel secure. Hmm. They don't think they're going to be threatened by this. Kim Potter didn't think she'd be chauvin number two. Well, here she right. goes. These cops don't believe it. Now we got another cop in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. I think seven cops, three resigned already. Apparently, unrelated to the incident, they just resigned because cops are resigning. Uh, not good. too far from here, there's a police shortage in a local town. Yeah. And they're like, we got to figure out what we're doing about this because the good cops are already quitting. Good. The rest of them think they're safe or the money's worth it.
1: Yeah, and well, in, in, in a lot of cases, they're not willing when you got a family and you're living paycheck to paycheck, they're not willing to take that risk. And I can, I can understand that, but what, what are you going to do? The crocodile's coming for you, well, you know, it's going to gonna eat you too. Imagine it this way. You're in a big
0: house. You're in the living room. Kitchen's on fire. You're sitting there with your kids. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize the fire as a threat enough to get your kids out of the house before the fire it consumes everybody and kills mm-hmm. them? Yeah. Or is someone going to be like, "Nah, I'm fine." And then a month from now, their their ha- their home is is in, is in the newest autonomous zone, and a stray <laughs> bullet hits their kid. Right. And they they be like, "Why didn't I leave when I had the chance?" Because you saw the fire and you said, "I don't care. I feel safe and I feel fine. Nothing's going to happen." And so be it. You're entitled to do it. I'm not telling you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just saying it for me. I left. I you was know, like, yeah, I don't want to be in a city with the riots. I man.
3: think they're not seeing the fire in their house. They're hearing the fire alarm go off. And it's, it's been so many false alarms that they're yeah, just ignoring right. the fire yeah, alarm.
0: I, I was in a building when I worked. This, this is a hilarious story. I worked for uh, when I was working for Fusion. I'm in, uh, It's like I think it's like the fourth or fifth floor. And I'm sitting in, they, they, they had these little restaurant booths in this big loft space in New York City. I'm sitting with um, someone on my team on our computers. All of a sudden, you know, the lights start flashing and the wah, 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 And I'm like, all right. I immediately stand up, unplug my computer, throw up my bag. And I'm like, let's go to my, my teammate who was like, we, we're leaving. I'm like, the fire alarm's going off. Get your bag. Let's go. <laughs> and I, I, we, we grab our stuff and we start walking to the door. No one's moving. And I'm like, yo, let's go. And then I leave the building. And then I'm standing outside. And, we, you know, the fire department rolls up, two trucks pull up, They, the, the fire, fire department, they jump out there in full gear. They got their axes and they got their air and everything. And I'm like, man, what's going on? They rush in the building. And then a few minutes later, one by one, the employees start coming out. And I'm like, did you guys wait for the fire department to tell you to leave the building when the fire alarm has been going off for like five <laughs> minutes? And they were like, oh, we didn't know if it was a false alarm or something. Turns out there was a fire. It was a small fire. Found it in the basement. It wasn't a big deal. And I was just like, wow. All of those people just stayed in the building. And if the fire in the basement actually did cover that, fir- that front door, mm-hmm. they'd all be dead. Well, that was ap- amazing to me.
1: Apathy. I mean, it's, it's what everybody is. They're, they're too busy to think about it, too busy to do. And they've been scared to act. Now that's the biggest thing that freaks me out and that it goes to your whole point of why is nobody doing anything? Because they're scared of the consequences of action. I'd rather be scared of the consequences of reaction. You know, take action and then see what happens. And that's, that's really the, the difference between, in my mind, the right and left. You know, you look at the left, they're waiting for the herd to move. And on the right, we're like, I might blow some stuff up and see what happens. You know, let me let me rattle some people's cages, kick over some conference rooms tables, and see what happens next. Because then I've got the initiative. None of this implies actual violence. These are rhetorical flourishes and hyperbolic (laughs) rhetoric. Okay, let's be clear. It matters all the time. Yeah,
0: but But, uh, let's let's talk about what's going on with the the Supreme Court. Oh, this is fun. Yeah, so the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case on carrying guns in public. I mean, that's the breaking news, right? So it's, uh, they say the justices who have not issued a, who have not issued a major Second Amendment ruling since 2010 will hear a challenge to a New York gun control law it's uh they've granted what is it a writ of uh,
1: don't say cert don't say the long word i don't know how to say it certiorari 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 something like Latin. that it's a Latin
0: uh, so so the supreme court said on monday that it would review a new york law that imposes strict limits on carrying guns outside the home setting the stage for its first major second amendment case in more than a decade the move came in in the wake of a recent spate of mass shootings which were followed by calls from biden and other democrats for stricter restrictions on firearms it kind of sounds like they're going in the other direction, though.
1: Well, let we me see. We don't know for sure. There's, the, there's that dusty old parchment that nobody wants to read anymore mm-hmm. that every once in a while these guys pull out, you know, and they take a look at, and it's actually got some words in it, and keep and bear are coequal. All right? So we've, we've pretty much established you can keep arms. You know, they like to argue about which ones, but that's kind of DC versus Heller, but it's a pretty broad interpretation on that. In common use and useful in the militia. That's a lot of guns. Yeah. Now, bear arms. What does bear arms mean? And the fun thing is, in, in DC versus Heller, Judge Scalia had, or Justice Scalia had a blast dogging the other justices who were trying to present, pretend that bear arms was only for military use or only meant in the home. Well, you don't bear an arm in your home. You know? <gasps> right. You don't. You, you bear it, an arm safe. when you take it into action. That is, it is an action verb. Bearing arms is an action.
0: How how can you secure a free state if you can't leave your house with your weapon?
1: Yeah, you know, there's large swaths of that state that are outside my house that actually impact my life. And so right now I have a concealed carry permit in Virginia. I can carry concealed or I can carry openly because Virginia is an open carry state. But if I go to D.C. where I actually need a gun, I can't carry one legally.
0: Right. That's so garbage. Here, here, here's, what, here's what's interesting. Here, the Hill says Supreme Court declines to take up three gun ownership cases. This is from the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Now, when this came out, people were upset. They're like, "Oh, here it is. Supreme Court's not going to hear the cases." It could just be that they decided it would be pointless to take up these three when they take up when they
1: when they can take up this one. Yeah, and, and this, they, this this one they're taking up is fairly broad. They've got a chance to decide. What type of restrictions you can place on open or concealed carry as it applies to all 50 states and what they need and what there's a there's a very outstanding. We mentioned it earlier. The Firearms Policy Coalition put out a great amicus curiae brief, which is probably pretty mispronounced. But it said the idea is that the lower courts want guidance. They're acting on their own right now and they're all going in different directions. Some of them are saying you can have no restrictions, some, some and some anything you want. So they need guidance from the Supreme Court, which is why they took this case. They can give one set of guidance that says, and I think this is why they do, we'll find out, but they can say, okay, you can, uh, you, ha- you have to issue a permit if you're gonna require a permit. It has to be shall issue, not may issue, which is right. the way they get around that. So shall issue, and you can't put undue burden on the person applying In order to make the process so onerous Which they That do. they do Yeah that's what I mean at DC DC versus Heller was about It's so hard to get a permit And you couldn't get one Unless you disassembled the gun Huh I, A gun that's disassembled Is really hard to shoot somebody with Well so,
0: it's still almost impossible To get a gun in DC Yeah
1: and and this is another The chance though To ratchet that up another notch You know so Scalia went a long way in D.C. versus Heller. I think this is going to be the next step. I think we've got a solid 5-4 majority. I hope Justice Thomas writes it, right, because he would be a savage oh, yeah. on this, and he's due to do something like that. You know, he's, he's been around long enough. He wants a legacy. This would be a great legacy. Scalia has Heller. He'd have that. And then write one that says, um, yeah, actually, the words in the Constitution that are in English that are really easy to understand, they meant what they said. Holy crap.
0: Well, uh, will this have any effect on like ATF regulations and
1: NFA potentially? That's interesting. I don't think it needs to. All right, because it's not about what type of guns, it's about can you take any gun? Right. Right? A 22 pistol up through, you know, a 308 sniper rifle. You can you can either carry them or you can't. And what restrictions can you or can't you put on the open or concealed carry of any of those? And then do we get concealed carry reciprocity right So that if Which I have a, a Virginia license and I have to go into DC, I can carry where I need to. It is insane that you can be a law-abiding citizen driving
0: from one place to another and that state could still try and arrest you. Now there's a federal law protecting you if you're tra- if you're tra- traveling with weapons through the states. However, they say, well you know if you're if you get off the highway for gas or something, they can try and get you. Yeah, I know people who have who have uh, suffered because of that.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't recognize the right of any state to disarm me. So I will admit that I have violated laws about that because I, I just don't think they have the right to. I would think I think it's incumbent on the government to make it legal to exercise exercise my constitutional rights. And I think I, I would love to think this is the time it's going to happen. So the so, su- the Supreme Court
0: could put out a blanket ruling that. What, what if, what if they put out a blanket ruling saying, not nah, outright, there, there, there can be no laws regulating the right to keep and bear arms, you know, therefore, you don't need a permit
1: at all? Uh, no, I think they're gonna, if they do a broad one, I think they will recognize certain classes of restrictions. Felons, you know, crazy people, whatever the, the things are, there's a fairly broad set of things. 12 year olds, right? I don't want 12 year olds open carrying. But whatever it is. Why not? Well, because they're 12. And I, I don't believe children are adults, so I'm willing to make a distinction. What was,
0: what was the age of adulthood when the founding fathers wrote the Second Amendment?
1: Yeah, I don't care. Our kids have gotten a lot dumber since then. So,
0: so what's, what's the <laughs> argument then in 50 years when they're like, you got to be 30 to own a gun because 26-year-olds are just out of school?
1: Yeah. You know? Well, we changed that, right? You can, you can change stuff like that. I think what you want to establish, though, is there has to be a rationale that is widely agreed on not just a very narrow niche thing that says, well, we're kind of scared of guns, so we're going to make it almost impossible for anybody to carry guns in our neighborhood.
0: Is another interesting thing, though. I mean, in, in many red states, they're passing constitutional carry. Yeah. I think, was it was it Iowa or was it Utah? Was it Utah? Iowa. Uh, Texas now may mm-hmm. is on the verge of passing constitutional carry. So what do I care if New York does? I don't live there. I suppose people of the state of New York might appreciate having this ruling for sure. And it's a good thing if we get clarification because the, the main point... Actually, I don't think is uh, is either pro or anti two A. The main point is that how can we have different standards across the board for what the rules are? Some states say this, some states say that, some counties say something different. Mm -hmm. We need guidance from the Supreme Court that explains to us what the rules are, so that there's a there's you know uniformity, I suppose.
1: And the other thing is, the Second Amendment is not a second tier amendment. Right now, right. it's treated differently than the other amendments in that they have to provide cause and do other things. You know, it's, it's in it's contingent on certain things that free speech is not, you know, that the right to not self-incriminate is not. There are no contingencies there. There should be no contingencies other than the legitimate, you know, things that we agree these people should not have guns. And let's, let's make that as narrow as possible.
0: I wonder if we're, we're consistently moving towards more and more rights in the Constitution. Interestingly, you know, there was the period of war where we didn't have free speech. Mm-hmm. We had the Office of Censorship. Mm-hmm. And then free speech as we know it, I think, didn't take effect until like the 60s. Because there was a period where you couldn't yell fire in a crowded theater. And then that was over, overturned, I think, something like 40 or 50 years later. So then we actually said, oh, okay, free speech means you can actually do these things.
1: I think there's a, there's, I think it's earlier than that. I'm not sure when Brandenburg v. Ohio was, but it was, it was, somebody knows, put it in the chat and then Lydia will tell us. But the bottom line is that that is not contingent, you know, and, and we moved towards the idea that the, the common sense English words in the constitution mean what they say. 1969. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there was a ruling, I think it's, uh, the initial one was, was it Abrams? I think, was it 19, uh, no, Schenck, Schenck. Nineteen nineteen was when the okay. Justice was like, "You can't say fire in a crowded theater," and then in nineteen sixty nine, they're like, "Actually, you can. Right. You just can't incite to you know imminent lawlessness or whatever."
1: Yeah, and it has to be something that was going to happen. So let's yeah. let's have a reasonable standard like that, and that's that's understood because what one of the things that Scalia did in D.C. versus Heller is he codified the individual right. He said, "Here's what this actually means: It should be in common use, and it should be useful for potential service in the militia." All right, that's simple. And that can change over time. It was a musket. Now it's an AR-15. Good. Let's
0: go with it. I, I do love just the, I, you know, I, I don't think uh, conservatives should be all that worried. Or actually, no, maybe they should be. There's pros and cons to, to having an argument with someone who has no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, it's really hard for them to properly regulate firearms and they don't know what they are. Right, so it's like we're gonna ban AR-15s, and you're like, "All right, my AKs are good." You know, it's like you know what you're talking about. No, so there's a bunch of different kinds of guns. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. The other problem is that they're like fully semi-automatic assault rifles must be banned, and you're like, "I got no idea what that is."
1: Does so it then come you, with a chainsaw bayonet.
0: Yes. <laughs> the problem then is you get cops who are like, "I don't know." You're under arrest. i I've, I've talked to cops. All right. So, uh, I'm moving out here and I'm, you know, there, there's some areas, cause we're really close to the state border. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm gonna ask the different states, you know, what their rules are. First thing the gun shop told me was, don't bother. They have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, and so, sure enough, I'm like, alright, well, let me, let me call one of these, you know, departments in a nearby, you know, across, in a different state, not one that I live in, and ask them what their rules are, just in case. And he's like, you need a permit. And I was like, so if I, if I have like a long gun in my trunk and there's no ammo, you need a permit. And I was like, "Okay, so like even long guns, like in the trunk, yes." And I'm like, "So handguns permit?" And I'm like, "How do you get a permit for a long gun?" <sighs> you get a permit. And I'm like, "Okay, thank you. Have a nice day." There's wow. you don't get a permit. That's that's ridiculous. Like no. the cop didn't. So imagine the cop pulls you over. You got a permit for this? You know, four ten break action. You know, <laughs> it's like n- 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 no.
1: My smoothbore brown best that I was bringing yeah, like, to the
0: reenactment. My flintlock. <laughs> You need a permit for this. I don't even know how to get a permit for this. Right. You know, it's a flintlock. You don't, even, you don't need an FFL for this. And they're like, you're under arrest. <laughs> and it's going to happen. And that's the, that's the problem with cops in these blue areas. So going back to it, so I'm like, yeah, defund them, whatever. Because then I'll tell you this, personal responsibility. If you want to live there and these people are saying defund the police and you won't take responsibility for defending them, then I'm not going to defend you either. I'll tell you this. If you still want to live there and you won't take responsibility for, for protecting yourself, I'm not going to defend you either.
1: And those Sorry. two things dovetail perfectly, which is why I carry. You know, I, I'm relatively certain that there's not a cop following me everywhere I go. If there is, he's really good, right? <laughs> <And> that's one <laughs> sneaky guy. But if there isn't, I know that I can take care of myself. Now, I'm not, I'm not usually the prey, but it doesn't matter. I carry so that I could intervene if someone else is being abused. You know, if you don't have a gun, I'm a hundred percent less likely to intervene in a bad situation than I am if I do. Because I know I have the Trump card. Right? So I will help people. And that's that's a net no, good I, for society. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't though. Eh. If people don't take
0: responsibility for themselves, you you run the risk of facing liability for intervening. Yeah, right. well, well check, check, let, me, let, me, let me pull yeah. this story because I want, I want to continue the, continue the gun conversation, but we, sure. need some, we need some
4: context here. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The Daily Beast reports that March Beast. was a record month
0: for first time gun buyers after Atlanta and Boulder mass shootings. I wonder why they add that last part, because perhaps the reality is you'll lose in your argument. Well, that it's an NPR article. Let's pull up. First time gun buyers help push record U.S. gun sales amid string of mass shootings. Isn't that funny how they try and just jam that in there? So the people
1: bought them because of the masteries, they want to conduct no, the No mass no no, is, this, is, this is what the media does with false framings. <laughs> right.
0: Where they're like, Oh, people are so dumb, why are they doing this? Like, eh, too bad, you're not you're not winning this one. The Regular two reasons people they did want it. to
1: bear arms. They want to protect themselves and they're afraid that Biden will get away with his gun grabs. So yes. those are the two things driving it, and like you said, that's driving the left crazy. And
0: and there's probably a lot of people who saw that Joe Biden wants to make 50 BMG an NFA item, and they were like, wow, so if you buy a Barrett right now, it's going to triple in value if Biden <laughs> gets this. There you go. You know, it's a good investment.
1: Sam, we need a Barrett. <laughs>
0: 50 BMG. My wife's, my wife's the gun
1: acquirer in our family. Yes. So,
0: Check this out. NPR says, first-time gun owners, young and old from across the country, are helping to push record levels of gun sales for what looks like the second year in a row. Quote, My gun store has had a run like I've never seen before, said Todd Cotta, the owner of King's Gun Center in Hanford, California, in the state's agriculturally rich center valley, Central Valley. It was just an avalanche of new gun buyers for the first time. These buyers are white, black, Asian, Latino, and come from all political beliefs, and they're being driven by uncertainty, fear, and a need to feel safe. Gun sellers across the country said the pandemic and civil unrest over the past year have pushed customers to feel they must take control of their family's protection. Fears of Congress passing new gun control legislation in the wake of a rash of mass shootings since March are also adding fuel to the buying craze,
1: industry insider said. So, OK, I guess they've got a source. They ad- and they added the, the idea that people watched the violence going on. They watched the insurrection. They watched the police not being allowed. To respond to it And they decided If I cannot rely on them To do it Guess what We the people Of the well-regulated militia Are allowed to own The means for our own protection
0: You see that video Where someone's driving Down the street I can't remember which city it was But there's like A couple guys And some women Just with ARs Standing in front of In front of the street In front of their
1: You know In front of their block Just guarding it That's uh, that's It's expected you know, part of the second amendment The well-regulated Militia part specifically expect people to, in the absence of government security, to provide their own security. That's why you're supposed to have a weapon useful for service in the militia. Well, yep. guess what? If you're standing there, you're so much less likely to become a victim than anyone else. So, oh, maybe this is the wrong neighborhood, and the bad guys make a left turn. Yep.
0: And uh, a lot of people mistakenly think, well, I think the left does this on purpose. Well-regulated means the government regulates it, and it's like... Why would it be in the Constitution restricting the government's authority if it's liter- if, if you believe it's literally giving the government authority? That makes no sense.
1: No, and Scalia destroyed that in D.C. versus Heller. Well-regulated means well-trained. And that right. was, you know, it's a difference in context of, of well, historical it, it, it's, language. It's,
0: it's it's well-equipped and functioning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if 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 they said a militia is required, but they might not, you know, if the point is they need to be armed, it needs to be well-regulated and regulated in the sense that they are functioning machines that have been taken care of and properly, you know, are available for use. And the people using them are able to do so.
1: Trained in using the weapon they control, not the government control. Because right. that was the whole point is, was this tied to malicious service in the military or in the National Guard? And Scully was like, no. And that's not what they meant. And he went back and showed the hysterical context that said, we mean this so the government can't say. Right. Come get you. Oh, oh we're, we're feeling oppressed. Can we have our guns back? Because we'd like to overthrow you. How's that work? The government
0: <laughs> regulates your right to protect yourself. Huh?
1: From I'll pass. Them.
0: Yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, it's not. And I, and I think a lot of people on the right too. Because I hear a lot of people say it's to protect ourselves from a government gone rogue or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no it's for everything. It's for everything. Yeah. It's for foreign adversaries mm-hmm. who want to, you know, send some boats and crash into our shores. Nah, we're armed to the teeth. And it's for a tyrannical, you know, insane government. What people don't realize though is that. There are there are places right now, like Ontario, Canada, for instance, where they kick in someone's door, walk in and say, shut your mouth and beat old people. There's a video right now of some cop, you know, I guess it was was in America, I think, though, where he like beats an old woman. Mm. In countries where the people don't have the right to bear arms, the cops act with impunity. They know they can kick your door and beat the crap out of you. If they're wrong, nothing's going to happen. In the United States, it's not about overthrowing the government. It's about the cop being like, let's be really careful when we go here because these people might be armed. And that ensures that warrants are more likely and
1: more often to be needed, used, and enforced. And it, it's, it crosses the only place that gets sketchy, like, like Brianna Taylor, all right, Louisville. That was bad all the way around. Pretty much everybody involved with that situation on both sides was wrong. There was nobody who was right. And so it's complicated. I like the idea that the police should think twice before they kick my door in. Right. Because if you kick in my door in the middle of the night, I will return fire if I hear fire first and I Brown, don't hear
0: police. And, and, and the context is Brandon Taylor's boyfriend was not charged with shooting that cop because right. you have a right to keep and bare arms. And right. he said the door kicked in. And they're like, oh, we can't charge him. I mean, it's
1: and it. All that matters is his perception. You right. know, if, if he can reasonably believe that it was, you know, other drug dealers who were coming to steal his stuff or whatever or hers, then he's got a right to, to defend himself against them. So the, the idea though is that the right starts with the individual, not the state. Right. We overrule them. Individual liberty trumps state power.
0: Now I think a lot of the uh, one of the big problems we have a lot of people might be buying guns, but we're continually getting restrictions on guns. The left is is continually. I, I don't I don't like saying the left because actual leftists believe in gun rights. You know, Karl Marx said so, and they they love that quote. Under no pretext. But it's the, the corporate establishment like Neolib Dems. They are getting guns banned. They are getting, for, for nonsensical
1: reasons. I think that's going to be tougher to go. Because here's the thing. I also hope that somebody brings a case that they take cert on <laughs> that, that involves weapons. Like, I, I want the assault weapon ban tested. You know, I want them to, to go ahead and... It's meaningless. And it, it is meaningless. But let them pass a meaningless, stupid, uh, you know, inaccurate ban on assault weapons. And then let's take it to the Supreme Court and then let's talk. They're like, OK, yeah. so what you've actually banned is semi-automatic weapons with a detachable box magazine. Is that what you're saying? And let's have that argument. Yeah. And then let's go back and let's read the precedent, which is in Heller. And that says, well, no, I'm pretty sure that's the, the proper weapon for common use and in the militia. So that's everything, you know, with the Woodstocks. You can't just say scary black guns.
0: So so in
1: uh, but it's, it's not
0: in Maryland. The M1A is considered an illegal assault weapon, yeah, yeah. I, it, because people are going to be running around with M1A. It's like it is, but the Scar 20S, mm-hmm. same 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 caliber. Or I, I actually, I think I think the M1A might be. Uh, I think it's 308. Yeah, uh, the Scar 20S is 308, but the Scar 20S is like a more modern, reliable, but, and for some reason that one's fine.
1: Uh, again, I think they're operating off the "Who told me which gun is scarier" concept. You know, and if the, um, someone the, had a list, and it's people who don't understand it. Let's go ahead and take this to the Supreme Court. Let's test it based on ban whatever you want. I don't care. Just do it. All right, then let's go and let's have people who actually understand this make the argument from our side and say, well, if you're doing that, then the Ruger 1022, you just ban that. You know, those well, common well, if, if, if it's gun, got a pistol grip. Yeah, exactly. And why, what has the pistol grip got to do with it? Well, it makes the round more deadly. You know, we can have right. those. We win those arguments, and we have precedent right now. Precedents on our side the arguments on our side logic is on our side what what is their argument for banning pistol grips um because it's scary scary looking looking. yeah yeah. it's it's a military weapon and again the the idea they say banning weapons of war we want to ban weapons of war they already did well guess what the idea was that citizens should have weapons of war because that's what you take to serve in the militia so you have to a musket was a weapon of war at that point in time that happens to be you know basically an ar-15 yeah what if i want to have a destroyer you know how much yeah, well, do those things cost the maintenance on that was is really where that's you know problematic what
0: if Elon Musk is like i'm going to build a destroyer the the nfa Elon.
1: you know you, we we get pretty close to the nfa taxation is theft you know what I mean? there's a, yeah. there's a there's i'm willing to say there are, we'll draw a line a an individual soldier's weapon is different from a crew served weapon or a tank helicopter point. fighter jet cuz i'd love to have an a10 you yeah. know I'd love to have a predator drone. That'd be fun. Why can't you? I know. I i. Is it is I it considered arms? One. I mean, you could own a tank. Yeah, you could have the drone. I think it's the armaments, the missiles, and the fun stuff. So, well, why can't you have those? You can have, and I got friends. People who own, have private who own armored vehicles back in the day. You know? Yeah, I know. I have friends who own armored vehicles, but mostly the weapons are demilled.
0: I, I think that if people have an issue with Second Amendment, they got to change the Constitution and right to Good keep life. and bear arms is broad. And, you know, you know more learned individuals than I have gone over this. Crowder did a big thing on all the guns they had back in the day. Mm-hmm. Volley guns have been around since the 1300s. Yeah. So, you know, I know someone was like, it's not really full auto. It's a budget. But effectively, they, 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 they pull the cord or they light the wick and then they go, blah, 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 blah. And it functions very similarly. How do you treat arms
3: uh, jurisdictionally like? With the high courts, like as new weapons become advanced, like nuclear weaponry, for instance, and a dirty Mm -hmm. bomb, that's considered an armament. But Mm -hmm. so when do you say this, the Second Amendment doesn't cover this arm?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think I think the idea being look at what the individual foot soldier in the military is using and draw the line there. And that's what that's what Scalia did with Heller, D.C. He said this is essentially. The guns that would be useful for service in the militia is where it is. You know, a nuclear weapon is would be useful for service as, you know, a nuclear weapons guy in the militia, but not as an individual foot soldier.
3: What about, like, uh, depleted uranium rounds?
1: Yeah, those are nasty. You they're, nu-
3: they're nuclear weapons.
1: Yeah, I think it's fine to ban that. You know, it has to be something that would be not needed because you can always escalate right but there's a base level that it's useful for service and that let's just be common sense about that you know and that can evolve you know everything does you know we got iPhones now instead of parchment and quill what happens when we, we switch to to directed energy weapons
0: that's what i was thinking and they're going to be like those aren't arms those are you know energy devices they don't they don't fall into Well, well
1: antifa's same. using them right they use the lasers to the dazzlers, blind yeah. cops yeah and that kind of stuff and and that's bad for you so i, yeah. I think there's there's a an argument to be had about what is a weapon, you know, and what is an arm. And, okay, do we have to have those arguments? Yeah, we
3: do. On, like, a weapon-by-weapon weapon basis sure. or bullet-by-ammo-by-ammo like ammo basis. We do
1: that. I mean, that's why the lawyers, for the people who make that stuff, earn their pay. But who is that a Supreme Court decision every time? I doubt it. You know, that's why, I mean, the, the what the Supreme Court's job is is to set a standard that's smart. And that standard tells the courts below... If this weapon is, in this case, in common use and suitable for service in the militia as an individual foot soldier, is that something then that meets that? And then they let the lower courts and the agencies that have jurisdiction make the rules. Now, if someone doesn't like the rules, they could sue. And then that can you know, they can decide. But it's, it's pretty tough to get it back up to the Supreme Court. You know, there's a lot of toing and froing below that. Like, how, how long did it take for this case to actually make it to where it is now? Yeah, I don't, I don't know when it was filed. Probably years, it's been, right? yeah, Always years, yep. you know, and good. You know, like I said, I want, let's get some, we got a 5-4 solid, and I think we might get 6-3 on this one. 5-4, because Roberts doesn't count, right? Roberts is a squish, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he blows with the breeze. Yep. You know, he could literally be the guy who says, well, I don't want to make it 6-3 because I, I want him to think that the court cares about kids getting killed. You know, or, or something. He's, That's he's the media switched.
0: tries doing with every single one of these. It's like, oh, all these tragedies. You know, someone, some guy tweeted. He's like, the Supreme Court is ready to take this. It's ridiculous. You know, at a time when there is rampaging gun violence, Democrats must pass these laws now. Okay, we'll pass the laws, and then the Supreme Court will rule, and then you well, unpass. Them what
3: like was it. the the title of that article that you brought up earlier? Do you still have it pulled up? Where Which they one? said
0: amidst gun, but they they mention insiders suggest that is causing people to buy weapons. So. Okay, insiders. Yeah. I don't know who those insiders are. Project Veritas is more credible than just saying insider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Project this... Veritas shows me the guy speaking.
3: You know what I mean? But they're like they, the title insinuates that it's because of mass shootings, but then the article goes on to say it's because they're afraid of like local violence. Yeah, it's it's, to... it's, the,
1: it's the second order effect of the mass shootings. It's not the mass shootings. All, all the second order effect is I don't want to be disarmed. Right, I don't want to be the guy who doesn't have a gun to protect myself if a mass shooting happens. I don't want to be the guy who can't buy a gun because Biden got away with banning them. You know, I don't want to be that. So it's those second-order effects, not the mass shooting. They want to use the mass shooting to prey on the emotions of the weak people. And 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 there could
0: be a lot of like grandfathering in. So if you go and buy a gun now, they might say, okay, now you can't buy it. So for instance, I mentioned the M1A Mm -hmm. in Maryland. If you bought the M1A personally before the law passed in like 2013, you're allowed to have it. Yeah, good luck telling the cop who doesn't know that. He's right. like, "I don't worry, I bought this in you know January of 2010." He's gonna be like, oh, "I don't know what that means. It's illegal. You're under arrest."
5: Right.
0: So it doesn't matter, even if they do. But for the most part, a lot of people are like, "Buy it now before they ban it. Otherwise, you can't get it." And it might go up in value if they if they put it under the NFA National Firearms Act. I want a Barrett. I one. deserve a Barrett. That's right. <laughs> I've been very good this
2: year. Absolutely.
1: I got a thumbs up. Yeah, from the Barrett, <laughs> from <on> the Barrett.
0: <laughs> well. Biden said he want. He said you should make that. He said NFA, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Then, then what you can't get it.
1: I, you know, and then we will get back to the the bullets. I love when they talk about the AR-15 rounds. You know, a five-five-six or two-two-three round tumbles mm. to create a massive wound channel, to, to destruction, and people die. They've never seen like a slug for deer Seriously. hunting. Seriously, I mean, I've got a twelve-gauge slug. I would. You can shoot me with an AR-15 all day. One round from a twelve gauge slug, and I'm laying down. You yeah. know, so it's it's absurd. Like you said, they don't understand what they're talking about. So let's bait them into. I don't think we have to bait them. I think they're baiting no, just, into it. You just have
0: the argument in the let's Supreme do Court, this.
1: and then you know you win. I hope. If we don't win, then there's cause for my follow-on book to winning the Second Civil War without firing a shot. It's,
0: it's October when they're going to be going through this, right? I think so. What if the Democrats packed
1: the court before then? Um, then we've got other issues. I think that's another place where. I I think then you call for a constitutional convention and I think, you know, maybe we start doing sanctuary states and talk about what, you know, what do we do if they do things that make the Constitution that I served, you know, and swore to defend no longer relevant. If you make it no longer relevant, make it a purely political document, then I don't think we have a republic anymore. And, you know, I'm not going to call. I I am doing everything I can. I wrote the book specifically to try and stop this. So our team needs needs to get in action and scare them into stopping things like packing the court, you know, stopping things like like doing the crazy things they want to do before that happens. Because our team's pretty fed up. I I, People who I have known for years and decades are saying things that I would have considered so far out of bounds. You know, five, ten years ago, and they're they're not going to stand for this. So let's let's fix it now within the bounds of the Constitution while we can. Macron had uh, in France twenty generals say that leftist dogma
0: is going to push them towards a civil war, and it's interesting because they may be in front of us or behind us in terms of you know the, the cultural crisis or whatever. Yeah. But in February they 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 were, they were there were many high profile individuals in France saying that leftist ideology was destroying France. And Macron said, Oh, I ignore this. It's not true. You know, I'm not going to do anything about it. And I don't know what's going on in France. I don't follow, you know, French politics, but I saw this story from the Times in in
1: the UK and I'm like, I understand what they're saying. And they followed us last time with the whole revolution thing. If they go first this time, I'm fine with that. Let them test fly it. Or maybe maybe we learn from that.
0: The conversation around civil war has been going on for a long time in the US Mm -hmm. from major outlets like The Hill, from The Atlantic, et cetera.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Maybe they're now finally catching up. And maybe it's going to be worse for us.
1: Well, and it's, it's kind of unavoidable, okay? If, we, if you don't discuss it, you can't stop it.
4: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, so we have to go
1: ahead and look at, and the the left has to realize that there are consequences. You know, I, I'm not threatening any kind of insurrection, revolution, or anything like that. But if you don't think we'll do it, if you go too far, you're wrong. I swear to God. Yeah. I, will, I have a deal with Kurt Schlichter. I'm warlord of the East. He's warlord of the West. <laughs> if the flag goes up, if we run the balloon up, and the game is on, that's the way we're organized.
0: Let's read some Super Chats. All right. So uh let's see here. Christian Jam Gochian says, I detest Biden, but I have to give him credit for being the only president with the guts to officially declare that the systematic killing of my ancestors by the Ottoman Turks was a genocide. Mm. Hey, there you go. I You're don't know why on. Trump didn't. Yeah. David Brady says, "Hey Tim and crew, I was wondering if you could shout out my Magic Discord server. Really proud of it. It's called MTG Table Talking and can be found on Disboard. Cool. Right on. A lot of people are mentioning the tree of the tree of liberty, so uh, you know, <laughs> watered with the blood of tyrants and patriots. All right, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Set me free says, share the Project Veritas CNN director video admitting that CNN is propaganda." People are not aware of that video. Also, predict that climate change awareness is up next, so you appear to be psychic. Well, he said it in that video. Russell Warner says, Tim, what if defund the police is actually a pretext to to set up central policing? Could make grabbing our 2A a lot easier. Just a theory, however. I can't help but wonder if it's not exactly what's happening. Cheers, team. A lot of people have been saying that, hmm. that the goal to defund the police is to get federal police. I don't believe it because that would be ridiculously hard for the feds to yeah, do. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, they suck too much at everything to there, do that. Yeah,
0: there's not enough people. How would they actually implement, you know, what New York has 30-something thousand cops? Then you've got every small jurisdiction. There's no way to replace. They'd hire uh, private cops and then deputize them. Not enough, possible. Like Blackwater. Not possible. Uh, a lot of things are possible. Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe over the course of 10 years when there's no cops because they're defunding them now, they'll start bringing in federal police so there'll be a gap of no cops for 10 years or something like that. I fear the,
3: the private police
0: there's not enough private police to police every jurisdiction oh, in this I'm, I'm, I'm putting Robocop in my neighborhood. Apparently, Apparently
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of unemployed police looking for
0: work, so Yeah, and there's not enough to police every jurisdiction. I'm just saying if if these police are going unemployed.
1: Federalism and the, the downward slide from that will stop that. You can't do it. All right. Can't get away with it. Michael
0: Thompson says, first time super chatter, longtime viewer, thank you, Tim, for your daily dedication to the truth, no matter the party. Sourpatch thank you for every button pushed and Ian my dude your presence and opinions complete the show love from Omaha Nebraska that There was you awesome. go thank you Sent me free says donate to Project Veritas to help fund their lawsuit against the New York Times and CNN and Twitter <laughs> Wow Hellbound Wolf says first it was don't tread on me it has turned into stop treading on me and now we need to come, th- come together and say tread on me and face the consequences Nice and this is just crazy <laughs> stuff All right. What is this? Sweet Lou said Ian went from Trump's too fascistic to he's too laissez-faire in what, two months? Where am I? (laughs)
5: Yeah.
0: He's coming around. I got a lot of mixed feelings about that guy, Donald Trump.
5: Yeah.
0: Eric Miller says left is pro-control, right is anti-control. Control Control could be for a charitable cause, but the right will say it's my individual choice to do that. If you choose to give money, it's charity. If you're made to, it's taxes. That's right. Which is theft. Rad number two says, any plans to have Dave Smith back on? He mentioned being interested in running for president in 2024 on the Libertarian Party ticket. Very interesting. Yes, we do have interest. We'll see what happens. All right, let's see. We got a bunch of super chats here. Let's see what we can do. We got too many super chats. You guys are awesome. The one free man says, when the left attacks the dull thud over a long period of time with aimless mob rule chaos and protests, when the right attacks, it's sharp, immediate, and precise from individual action with unmistakable reason. And so the issue is it's really shocking to people when you get a far-right individual who engages in some kind of terror, but the ongoing, incessant, dull beating from far-left extremists is ignored by the press because it's not breaking news someone got punched in the face. But if it happens a thousand times, they're never going to report a punch in the face, but people get the picture. Good insight. All right. Yep. Let's see what we got here. Eli M says, Tim, is there any chance of you getting Crowder on? The issue with someone like Crowder is that he runs his own show. So why would he leave his show to come on my show when he's already got his own show? Although it would be awesome if he did, but, you know. be
5: fun.
0: Yeah. Rich Lumetta says, the truth will always prevail. Unfortunately, this woke BS is continuing to gain power. The not woke didn't take these silly ideas seriously in their infancy. Now I fear it's too late. Many did. Yeah. You know, the truth does not
3: always win. Often in history, the the victor writes the the past and the truth. So if we don't stand up and and take responsibility right now, there's there's definitely a possibility that
0: that the truth will not win. Sean Ellis says, Tim, you forgot to mention Candace Owens, who is suing Facebook's fact checkers, Lead Story, for wrongly taking her and uh, taking her and others. They are in discovery. Interesting. Good honor. Lead Story claimed that one of my factual tweets was fake news. I called and complained because I was like, "So the tweet was about Epstein and Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. It was 100 percent factually true. He didn't like the way I phrased it, though. He didn't. He didn't like that it was a tweet. It was condensed. I didn't post it. Someone else did. Mm-hmm. And then someone mentioned me. Hey, just want to let you know, they're saying your tweet is fake news. When you click the link to Lead Story's website, it confirmed everything I said was true. <laughs> Yet for some reason, they flagged it as fake. It's the weirdest thing. It's a trick. Mm-hmm. So basically, you can say something's true, like you know." you know bill clinton you know the private planes and all that and then they'll say this is fake news then put a link and no one will click the link no one clicks. they'll just assume it's fake news yeah. and then you know my tweets get accused my credibility gets you know maligned you should sue uh <laughs> i could the problem is it takes so much time and energy yeah, and so this is the challenge mm-hmm. now james of course is like i don't care i'll sue i'll sue you yeah. you know and maybe he's right maybe that's the issue more lawfare i was talking i lawyers. was actually i was actually thinking of uh, uh I think suing the Facebook, suing suing Facebook is the is the right approach. Yeah. Facebook is the one who put a big tag saying "I put fake news," mm-hmm. not lead stories. Lead stories, it, well, or, or, or I should argue this: they would argue that lead stories are just users, and we don't post the statement. I'd say that's not true. You empower select individuals, same as the New York Times would, and you give them special access right. to make so they can make money and do this. That does not that does not protect under Section 230. Right. because it's all, editorial. Absolutely. It's an editorial decision made by Facebook. Facebook brought on a team of editors to go through content and make public statements. Mm-hmm. You can't pass the buck on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't have the time or energy for this stuff. Well, we I need run, law run a lawfare
1: where we've got people who have pre-planned lawsuits that they can make class action in multiple states and make it easier. Because it shouldn't be on you. They're yep. doing it to a ton of people. Yep. Well, Candace is suing. Good. All right.
0: Gavan Deeth says, Tim, if we move from a tax rate based system to a monthly subscription fee system where you can sub or unsub from government services <clears throat> and departments that you want access to, would you unsub the police and sub for Medicare? Hmm. Ooh. yeah, maybe. That's a
1: great question. That's a good idea. Yeah. But, I, I but it, it opens up so many other ones. I'm trying to think what government, because I, I like the idea. We, we chose to drive out here on a toll road today and we were both happy about it because I'm using a government service I don't mind paying for that. Yeah. You know that's just it. I don't want to be paying for government services I don't want or don't like, but if I am, it kind of felt okay. Would you sub to the black budget? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh dude, if you knew, aliens, a lot of money all right, on the black Dan, budget.
0: Dan W says, have friends in Multnomah County and Portland Police Bureau all are currently looking for jobs. <laughs> PPB main issue with PPB is EMS structure. It gives the mayor and city council members too much power over EMS. Sure, but like, I'd quit. Yeah, on the spot. No
1: questions. I'd be like, "Here's my badge, my gun. I'm out later, bro." Oh, yeah, you don't have kids, man. It makes it harder. I hate to cop out like that, but when you got weasels to, to take I, I care of,
0: I think it's the opposite. I think having kids makes it easier, and I think it's it's actually you're sacrificing your children's future that, for some perceived short term gain.
1: That's a fair point. I just, it, it, it's hard.
0: I, it, it is hard. It is but hard. But what's more important, your right. difficulty right now? Or I, I think back, man, I, I talk about the story I read where a guy was on a beach with his family and a wolf showed up and they all cried and swam out to a rock and shivered, shaking as the wolf paced back and forth. And I'm like, wow, we've come a long way from the ha- couple hundred years ago where the dad would like pull out his, you know, his flintlock and arm it and then draw a sword and be like, take the kids. If I don't make it back, find my brother. I, I mean, too, like but what about Bobcat family?
1: dad. Remember yes. Bobcat but dad? It was apparently it wasn't even a bobcat. Whatever was it, it was, it looked like a bobcat. It looked like a it small bobcat. It. Yeah. I mean it go on. it. Jumps on his wife. He grabs it. He's looking at it. He's like, "This is a bobcat." Think what? think, think <laughs> about the the people who are like, "Family,
0: get on this boat. We're going to be on the boat for 3 months. We're yeah. going to land on a shore with nothing there. We're probably, you know, there's, there's a 20% chance of death for all mm-hmm. of us." But the Oregon Trail, we all used to play that game where it's like, get the wagons. We're going to Oregon. Your son died of dysentery. Now it's like, (laughs) but if I quit my job, my kid's not going to be able to eat a cheeseburger tomorrow. Yeah, Yeah, well, maybe back in the day, the kid would just die face down in the river. And it was horrifying. (laughs) And it's not even going to be that bad. You get up. You find some family somewhere else. You leave. You get away from these places. You stop propping them up. Or at the very least, blue flu. If you can't quit right now, you can just, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to respond to the call. I'm not going to go out during the riots. Keep the job, fine, but stop. I I don't understand why I see riot cops out in the street of Portland anymore. What are
1: these people doing? I know the bottom. The bottom of Ted Wheeler's boots must taste pretty good. Well, cops, listen, just do it. You're you're getting abused. You're getting punked by people who don't respect you and still want you to risk your lives. (laughs) Come to the red states
0: where people are going to be like waving flags and saying exactly where they never locked down. Where you know. Rad number two, in direct response, uh, says cops. Actually, this is from a while ago, but it does respond. Cops in red states are pretty bad, too. The unions for Texas cops are coming out against constitutional carry right to record police laws and putting bad cops on the Brady list. There you go.
1: Well, I think that's more your blue cities in red states, but it's a problem. It's a problem everywhere. There's a government.
0: I think I think conservatives should be in favor of abolishing the police. You know why? Cut taxes. Mm -hmm. And then who's going to enforce these gun
1: laws? Yeah. RoboCop's not going to come for my gun. No, no that the, the
0: little dog in New York, it's going to walk up and there's going to be a speaker and it's going to be like, hello, this is Officer Jensen from Precinct 99. Please, sir, place your gun on the top of the dog and lock it in place. And you're going to be like, shut up. I'm going to be a like, I'm spray
1: ha- paint his eyes
0: shut so he can't
3: Then it'll see. have a taser, then it'll have a 22. Like, you don't want to mess no, up it with robot. Wrong, Robo dogs.
1: I got an aluminum bat that doesn't last <laughs> <That's laughs> that long. No, but.
0: but uh, It's the little fly. Why, why, why are that conservatives in support of major metropolitan urban police departments, which cost tons of taxpayer dollars, and are the ones who are, are locking everybody down and shutting their businesses down and taking away your right to bear arms? The problem is, it, you can't. It, to
3: try and. Like judge the department based on the individual. That's the big problem that we're facing: is that the individual bad cops don't speak or, or you know, speak for the department. So to to destroy the department because of some bad workers doesn't isn't logical.
1: But I don't I don't think they're talking about what. To Tim's point, he's not talking about destroying because of a few bad cops because that's not really the issue. The issue is that the people who are the activists and the people who are too passive to work, look out for themselves are saying we don't want policing because yep. and their, their their excuse is there are a few bad cops but what they really don't want is accountability for all the criminals in their midst so let them wallow in your own criminality all right 20 something drifter says as a
0: minnesotan i can tell you all that people who can afford to are leaving minneapolis for <laughs> the outer burbs or their cabins work from home means you don't need to live close to the to the office anymore mm. amen brother there you go poor sister Alan Costello says, "Yo, Tim, did you listen to Anti Flag back in the day?" Also, are drugs legal in Chicken City? Love you guys. I did listen to Anti Flag back in the day, and no, no, the chickens have to be on a proper and strictly controlled diet. They're 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 enclosed in a facility, effectively in jail from birth. No, no not from birth. We got them when they are babies. We put them in there. They can't get out. Yeah, well, but they're they pretty with A lot with of free it,
1: bugs, though. and you guys are working on the new bug drag system to catch them bugs. So,
0: yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll, we'll get a big. A big, like, mesh net or something. <laughs> and like just a, run and catch all those little gnats. Like a hot air balloon that's empty that
3: we, like, pull open and then it sucks all the bugs up into it. Bug vacuum. We just take two people holding it and
0: you run. <laughs> and then you run like together and then poles. close it and yeah. it'll be full of bugs. Work out. Yeah, and then you bring it in and then you just let one of the chickens into it and that's they'll go chicken nuts. chicken heaven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid
3: of people smuggling drugs into Chicken City.
0: Oh, they better not.
3: <laughs> Keep your no, eyes there's open. no open borders though, so That's you right. at least got yeah, that. yeah. It's really, down.
0: it's really locked down, <laughs> Double, do, We we recently doubly fortified yeah, it. So fences. We so we, we did chicken yeah, wire, right, and then we did wall. another layer of metal wiring around it yeah. and into the ground and everything because we don't want you know we take care of our chickens. You know smuggling. what I mean? Yeah. Waffle Sensei says we don't have to stoop and become liars and cheaters to win hearts and minds. We need to harness the truth more powerfully, and it's going to require work. Know what you're talking about. Speak the truth and never apologize. Mm. There you go. Word. Nate Robinson says, first time super chatter. Thank you for bringing Jim on tonight. His passion for fighting
1: back figuratively is inspiring. Figuratively. <laughs> Can we make that Dave, a joke? Is, is that automatically air quotes? What so we yeah, <laughs> do figuratively? No. My figuratively has air quotes, but it still means the same thing to you two. That's right. All right. Jarrett Klein says, met a girl who learned to code in college.
0: I said in conversation, you shouldn't need to put race on a college or job resume. She responded, literally in agreement with affirmative action. She, uh, white people saying that she thinks white people are better at coding. Well, there you go. Snowbird says, I like this guy, Hanson. He's funny and also very informative. Good stream, guys. Aww.
2: Good guest, man.
0: RRM says, Tim, read about armed Naxal movement in Indiana, the radical left-wing terror which gripped many districts in, is that Indiana? Antifa and BLM are almost treading the same lines in the U.S. In what's I don't know. It, it says maybe in it's India. India. Oh. That may be it. Okay, India. Yeah, I think just that's as where in it. in a weird way, uh, same lines in U.S. I think radical left wing operates the same worldwide.
2: Oh yeah, that would make sense.
0: All right. The free man says, "The one free man. The two. The two a ensures a relationship between the people and the government. The second, the government wants to take it away." The second, the relationship is severed and the government is no, uh, no longer relates or cares for the people. Or valid. Jeffrey Paris says, what role does the ICC have or should they have? For instance, our driver's license works in all 50 states. Why not CCL, CHL, CCW? Does a new government agency need to be formed to reform or reform to
1: accommodate lawful gun owners traveling? Let's not do another agency.
0: Yeah, maybe it's just you have yeah, the right to do it in the federal let's government. Let's just
1: say it. So let it be written, so let
0: it be done. Jacob Daubinspec says, I don't know about you guys, but I bear arms in my house all day. I had a guy break into my house and sleep on my couch one night, a week before I
1: moved in. No more games. Now I always carry at home. Wow, You know, I got a gun in multiple rooms, so fair enough. I knew somebody was going to call us on that. (laughs) All right. I can't
0: read what this one says because it's a, you know, I can't read your name. T1A. Utah will be constitutional carry on May 5th. Euler's Workshop says, think of the philosophical and metaphysical applications of the banana, 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 Futurama. Hey, there you go. Profound. James Fisher says, Tim, you better watch out. These crazy lefties might start saying you're inciting violence by saying we're allowed to keep in bear arms. They don't believe in our rights and will use their emotions to dictate our laws. Not leftists. Corporate neolibs. Actual leftists have a quote from Karl Marx they love to recite under no pretext Shall the worker? Uh, what is it? Uh, under no pretext shall the wor- uh, shall shall arms and ammunitions be surrendered. This should be frustrated by force if necessary. Yes,
2: something like that. Yeah, something
0: like that. All right. Let's see. R. J. says the first Space Jam won an Oscar for, I believe, "I Can Fly" by R. Kelly before he started. <laughs> yeah, okay. He was already doing that. <laughs> little, yeah. Little
2: weird. A <laughs> little weird there.
0: Hayden says. Tim, I'm attempting to write my first piece ever. I've started my own website where I'll write articles and make videos. My first article goes into the human level zero allegory you used. Do I credit you or did that come from somewhere else? Great conversation tonight. Human level zero? What is that? I don't remember. What is that reference to? I
5: don't know. not
0: heard that. No, I don't know. no idea. Pass me. I'm Give here. me credit for all of it. Say I wrote. I came up with everything. <laughs> Little Debbie Yvonne says, the Second Amendment clearly states it is necessary to be well-regulated, well-trained, well-trained, meaning at the time written.
1: In order to own a gun, one should be well-trained.
4: Or that's hats. a good point. Texas I think that. Buy
1: guns, buy ammo, train with them. There you go. Yep. 100% in favor of training. Not All mandatory.
3: Right. But it should be according to the Second Amendment.
1: No, no, that's not what it means. Well-regulated? It means well-trained on your own. Not at the government's requirement oh, what if, or What if they're not else?
3: trained on their own?
1: It, there's a lot of things you don't have to do, right? Mm. You can drive with your eyes shut. <laughs> yep. But you'll get pulled over and arrested if you do No, that. you won't. If a cop
3: sees you yeah. driving with your eyes closed, he will pull you over.
0: How is a cop going to see your eyes I have he's driving sunglasses five miles on. an hour? I, and he's I got my
1: sunglasses on. He can't see. Yeah, it. Ian, stop Good being point. so pedantic. No,
3: I'm being 100% serious. If you're a cop pedantic. sees you smoking a joint, doing anything illegal yeah, 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 on yeah, your yeah. phone, if you're driving by one mile an hour. is that your eyes closed and you got pedantic. You could probably be at a stoplight with your eyes he closed. Hadn't and done the cop it may pull you over. He needed right, to. Yeah, yeah
1: We needed a little pedantic, Ian. Yeah, It's in his job description, didn't That's you? do right? Yes, that
5: is actually. <laughs> I can test to that.
0: Silver Kestrel says, hey, Tim, have you ever thought about having Hickok 45 for a more in-depth show on gun rights, Second Amendment? Oh, I, love I would love to have Hickok 45 on. I'm a big fan. I love his videos. They're amazing. Whenever there's like a, a gun I'm looking at, I just pull up Hickok 45 <laughs> and watch him use it and he explains right. it. And I'm like, this is amazing. This guy's great. So awesome accessible. videos. <clears throat> Tommy Gunn says, luckily, Barrett already developed a 416 Barrett cartridge as an alternative to the 50 BMG. The four sixteen yeah. is legal in states that already banned the fifty. Hey,
1: well there you go. You got a great audience. Man. <laughs> I love right. these people.
0: I mean, the when, when, when they say fifty BMG will be NFA, they're like, here is the fifty one. Yeah, he's right. Like, we'll the,
1: just the dot four nine 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 nine. Right, right, right.
0: <laughs> it's it's you know it was really funny. We were watching The Dark Knight. You ever see The Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. And there is a scene where Harvey Dent is in the in the in the courtroom, and it's it's early on in the movie, and he's trying to get the guy to. To point out that Falcone or whatever is the leader, or not, I don't know what that guy's name is, the leader of the, the right. crime, game, the mob family, and he goes, "It's not him, it's me." I, he's just the, he's a fall guy, and everyone laughs. And then Harvey Dent walks up and he says, "I have a sworn affidavit. Didn't you swear that he was the leader?" And the guy pulls out a gun and it clicks and misfires, and then Harvey Dent grabs it, punches the guy, and then disassembles it, and he goes. He's like Chinese made twenty eight caliber. If you want to kill a state, you know, prosecutor, I, su- I suggest you buy American. Puts on the <laughs> table. When well, the first time I saw that, I didn't mean anything to me. Then I started buying guns, and I'm like twenty eight caliber. Right. What is that? Is that a thing? So I googled it, and you know, it comes up when you google it. <laughs> a bunch of people saying, "What is this? What is twenty eight caliber?" I
1: love when they do stuff like that. Why did why did
0: Hollywood say that? Why did throw they just, a red
1: herring in there? Sometimes I think that yeah, they, they do it. They're sitting around there, and they're like, "Let's just jack people around." Say twenty eight. Pro- yeah. Why not? You, it's it's so weird. It's fun. 20. See? And get, what did they get? They created a thing. <laughs> and then people started Googling exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Someone just threw a random number. Or, or someone was just like, threw a random number in the script. So they have no idea what they're talking about. Equally possible. Yeah. Seems likely to me. Three, three. Th- I'm not reading this. Would you talk about Seattle and the homeless epidemic? Seattle's got a homeless problem. LA is a homeless problem. California has a homeless problem.
1: Man, California's a messed up place. Yeah, we got a mental health problem. I mean, I read a good article that somebody wrote about the fact that there are no asylums, which they were properly closed when they were evil and rotten. But you got people now who spend their time going between the emergency room, you know, the jail cell and the street. And it's a cycle and it's stupid. We can do better than that. Drizzt says arms are weapons, not just
0: firearms or guns, which everyone to call them by. But yeah, it doesn't matter what sort of weapon, wow. what sort of weapon it is, energy or bullet or a freaking sword, we have the right to bear it. To a bear it. Jim has a right to a bear That's what I heard.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Panther says M1A and twenty and 20S both available in 6.5
1: Creedmoor. I'm pretty sure it's still illegal though. They're both available in 28 caliber, I heard. Well, the Scar 20S isn't.
2: <laughs> so I hear yes. 28
0: caliber.
1: <laughs> Semi-jacketed hollow
0: point. All right. Big League Drew says smack talking police and telling them to quit their jobs. Tim, I think you forgot to put your block on before the show. So before the election, I was defending police, recognizing that we have some issues with accountability. So, you know, there was a guy in, I think it was like South Carolina, shot a guy in the back, the, the Walter Scott case. He's going to prison. That's good. We need accountability. We need uh, reforms, not defunding the police. We need funding for the police. And when all of those arguments failed, And the people watched riots for a year and said, I'm going to vote for more of this. I said, "Okay, pack it in, boys. Mm -hmm. We lost the argument. The election swung in favor of the riots. And there's a bunch of people licking Ted Wheeler's boots. Sorry. I hear every day from cops who are like, I left. I won't deal with this. You want to go lick the Democrat boots? You go do it. I'm not going to defend you. You, 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 You've you've made your bed. You lay in it. Move move to a red
1: state and we'll give you new tasers.
0: Matt Hatter says, Ian, you keep saying depleted uranium rounds are nuclear or give off lethal radiation. You're wrong. They're called depleted because they contain basically no fissile material and emit very little radiation.
3: Okay, so they have some fissile material and emit radiation.
1: He's getting his pedantic in at the end now.
3: I I personally personally wish that's literally the definition of
0: pedantic. (laughs) Define pedantic. (laughs) Pedantic is when you look for like minor points and argue something that's like a nitpicking. Well, that's what this guy did. He said they're, they're, they're depleted, meaning they're mostly... Yeah, they not don't positive. have a lot in them. Like, but they have still a little nu- bit? Yeah. There's still nuclear rounds. Like, but a cop would see with your eyes closed. I mean, everything emits radiation. Lead emits Bananas. radiation. No, but obviously yeah. they're depleted uranium is, is not
1: just lead. It's something else. Yeah. yeah. You know. But if we're going to get pedantic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go all the way. All right. Let's see what we got. Uh, uh, do.
0: Super Trucker Podcast says, Tim, can you give us a shout out? We talk about entrepreneurial topics for truck drivers and share industry knowledge. Big fan of your show. Hey, appreciate it, Super Trucker Podcast. That's cool. Drive on. Get it. Scotty3 says, I think you meant the FN Scar 17. Dope rifle if you like breaking optics. Got my Tim Foil Gorilla shirt, by the way. Loving it. Keep it the good work. I do mean the Scar 20S.
1: Yes. In 28 caliber. 28. <laughs> 308. <laughs> I'm going to invent 28 caliber now.
2: Yeah, you should.
0: Dan Ines says, PSA, guns and boats do not mix well. Just saying. Sad. Tragic. Do not mix well. <laughs> QTip47 says, what are your thoughts on the election audit in Arizona? Not much. Nothing's uh, uh I've been keeping an eye at. I don't really see much. Got to be honest,
1: I don't think anything's going to happen.
0: Have you been, they, they're
1: doing the audit. I, I'm just hoping they get like one vote more. They find, you know, like better ballots. One more. No, one more than Trump lost by. Oh, just yeah. so we can have I don't, just I don't, a national tragedy. I don't think, I don't think, they, gonna will. I don't think they will happen. I don't think nothing's
0: going to happen. What is uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, let's see. Casey Finnegan says, hey, Tim, my brother had a solution to the lockdowns. Pay the doctors and politicians minimum covid benefits. See how long the lockdown lasts. Also, my 50 BMG was outlawed in Canada last year. Sadly, I lost mine the day after. Oh, mm. that's very sad.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah. Seth says problem with politics in America isn't polarization. It's rigidity. America is driving on square wheels. That's a good point. People don't aren't willing to compromise. Scarlet LW says IMO Twitter should be sued on the premise they violated two hundred and thirty, then they would be forced to clarify their stance. Two hundred and thirty is broad immunity. I mean, you know, it's, it's very difficult. They they defamed uh, James O'Keefe. It's not a violation of two hundred and thirty. It's just direct defamation. Samuel Music says a private police force
1: would be terrifying because the Constitution doesn't apply to private companies. There you go. All the laws under the Constitution do, though, so you could take care of that. I don't want it, but I think here, there's ways to do it.
0: Here we go. Mike Sullivan says Atlanta did a blue flu, and it actually got a lot of attention, not to mention got them a bonus to return. Oh,
2: yeah, I remember that. Imagine how many
0: cops could be getting a bonus if they just said, nah, but a blue flu flu's not enough. So they take the money, and then they come back, and they prop the system back up, and then they get spat on. I don't know. I guess you know people have their price. Like you know, how much money would it take for you to get spat in the face by Ted Wheeler as he as he laughs at you on TV? Like
1: yeah. quarter mil,
0: yeah. It's, psh, some of these cops,
1: but quarter. I'd do it for a quarter mil.
0: Some of these, like in New York, they get a quarter mil. So I'm talking so, one spit, yeah. They, they go on TV here. and they just they, they they denigrate you and they yeah. mock you and they strip you of your honor and integrity. And some people are okay with being you know hapless and, and pathetic and on their knees. Can we beat Antifa with our? There are striped shields. Black like, black like in, shields. in, in, uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now yeah. available on Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, that show is about a veteran, a black veteran who was told not to be Captain America because his country doesn't represent him, deciding he wants to fight for the flag, using it to beat open borders Antifa. That's the show. I'm that, not, gonna, I mean, not gonna. that's,
1: what gets more American than that? That is it's the a, greatest a, It's, a, it's thing.
0: amazing. That's where Disney went with it. Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta be honest. And they, they they try to be pretty centrist, to be honest, where yeah. there's like some compromise, but, you know, wearing the American flag and, and all that. That shouldn't be a compromise. All, all right. Jiffer says, Two A states, a well-regulated militia, means belong to a group that trains together. If you're an indiv- individual, then you just look crazy. Yeah, but in order for there to be a, a militia, people have to have guns first. I got I- I don't advocate for like making it harder to get guns necessarily, but
3: it does make sense to have it have people be trained. Like when they go get their gun, if they don't know
0: how to use it, that's that's kind of concerning. I think everybody should have training.
2: Yeah, so when you go to get your handgun license, you have to get the you have to do the class, you have to do the training.
1: Yeah, only in some states. Oh, well, yeah. do, you, do you need training before you run your cake hole? Cake you don't. Hole. The, the, your, when you get your pie flapper. <laughs> you know, right. The First so Amendment you have, does not you, require training. Drive, and people, you need one because it's a deadly that's weapon. The, that's not Driving's a constitution. Not a right. yeah. so if it's you, a if, deadly if, weapon that you're
3: act- using. If you have an
0: inalienable right to something, you can't put harsh requirements on things. Mm-hmm. Texas does it. Maryland does it. New Jersey barely allows it. It's actually not that hard. Uh, it's, it's tedious is the right way to put yeah. it. In New Jersey, it's tedious. It takes time. You drive there. You sit there. You're like, and you do the little paperwork, and then you go, and then you do it again. Then you go to another place, and you get your card. Do you
3: take an exam and a shooting exam? Nope.
0: But it's designed
1: to, to stop you from wanting to do it. Exactly. You know, and that's the it And it worked.
0: The and first time I went in, and I said, what do I got to do? They are like, this, 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 and this. The first thing they told me was totally wrong, and yeah. it didn't work. Right. And then I went back into the police department. I'm like, I don't get it. And they gave me wrong information. Mm. It took me like three months to finally go through the whole process. It's tedious and annoying. If uh, if if you think people should have tests for for guns, then people should have aptitude tests for speaking in public. No, just operating deadly weapons.
3: No, it's not. It doesn't say the right
1: to keep and bear arms should not be infringed. But Ian thinks you should have to take a class before you get one. That's not there. It says the pen
3: is mightier than not the sword. No, nothing in the First Amendment says that it's to have. You have to be regulated to have free speech. You know, the, but, but the well-regulated so has nothing to do with do You know, what
0: regulation means training. Regulation means like well-functioning. Yeah. It okay. means that you know what your buddy's doing more or less. No.
3: It means that you're trained along with others. Mm-mm. You know, that's the reason similarly. for not the requirement
1: because it's a prefatory clause. That means it's the outcome of the actions in the action clause.
3: So are you saying that insinuates you anyone can have guns that don't know how to use them and that's all that's right anyone could just have a gun you think that just ends there
0: yes literally it does not about militia in fact the initial article before it became the amendment even stated that it's not it's not they they changed it they only took it out because they didn't want to ban conscription they thought that the statement was enough to state the government can't stop you from having weapons period in fact back then it included 13 year olds Hmm. yes they all had guns. We don't know why they took it out necessarily. Yes, we do know because we have all of the writings of all the founding fathers. There was a fear that by saying being a part of militia is not a requirement to owning weapons would give legal argument to saying, you can't force me to join a local militia or be conscripted in a time of war. And because they viewed conscription as legal, they said, just make it that you can bear arms and it's enough. Apparently they should have kept that part in, but there probably would have been a challenge to conscription, which we had until the seventies. So yes, it says you can have guns.
1: And I think it's 100% the correct answer to get training if you don't know how to use a gun. I don't want the government mandating what that is.
0: Like what the actual training is?
3: Yeah.
1: And and, and
0: or requiring it. And that's it's the point is to to stop the government from doing things, not to empower them to
1: do things.
3: Yeah, I know. It's just it makes me nervous that people, you know, control guns and don't know how
0: to use them.
1: Makes me nervous, too. And that's one of the risks you that's right. get for that's living in a free country.
0: Day. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, smash that like button and go over to TimCast.com. Become a member because we're going to have an exclusive members-only segment coming up in just about an hour. We usually get up around 11 or so. It depends on how long we talk for. But you're going to want to go to TimCast.com, sign up. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to have a bunch of new content coming up in the future. Don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. You can follow me on all platforms at TimCast. My other sites, uh, my other channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast, YouTube.com slash news, and youtube.com slash cast castle is now up we got two vlogs already third is to come and we're just rolling with it so i don't know what we're doing it's just gonna be vlogs we're gonna be like filming i don't know chickens doing stuff and like the cat walking around and we had a pro bmxer jump over the tesla the other day so you know things like that so check that out and um this show is live Monday through friday at 8 p.m leave us a good review if you like it you want to shout anything out
1: uh, jim by winning the second civil war without firing a shot because there's lots of good tips for how to make sure that the government doesn't require weapons training.
0: And that's your book on Amazon.
1: That is my book. It's on Amazon. Right on.
0: Uh, Yeah, you
3: guys can also follow me at iancrossland.net. I have a a gift for you, Tim. I wanted to give it to you on air. Oh. What What is is it? it? Well, you're about to find out. It's a a little stand. Here you go. Is it a record?
1: No, it's even better.
3: I'm going to look at it first. Look at it. it. What is it? It's an obsidian mirror.
0: It's made of obsidian.
3: (gasps) Yeah. Whoa, look at that! It's glass. It's a type of glass. This is
0: obsidian. Feels like plastic. I know.
3: That's neat. That's cool. Thank you. It's a scrying mirror. According to the manufacturer. Cool. I like the way it looks. Right on.
2: Very cool, and I'm in the corner. I found that quote that Tim was referring to from Karl Marx, which has an interesting spin. It says, "Under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Any attempt to disarm the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary." So his take Dude, was like the that the workers. Dude, like ninety
1: five percent.
0: I'd just like to say under no pre- under no pretext shall the right to keep and bear arms be infringed. That's correct. Just put them both together. We get the left and the right Beautiful. to agree on that one, <laughs> and the corporate neo-lib types, you know, when you get out of there. Yeah, we'll uh, We'll just get them out of the way, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you over at Timcast.com for an exclusive segment about an hour. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you there.